day of the month of September, in an early year of a decade not too long before our own, the human race suddenly encountered a deadly threat to its very existence. And this terrifying enemy surfaced, as such enemies often do, in the seemingly most innocent and unlikely of places. another episode of horror daddies where we talk about horror movies and the daddies in them i'm your baby daddy sid and i'm with your star the horror daddy himself carlos <laughs> and your film daddy john and today we're talking about little shop of horror yeah this is your favorite this movie. is my favorite horror movie i love talking about horrors Horse. Oh, sorry, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, oh yeah. my God! We downloaded the wrong episode, the wrong movie. Carlos, sorry, you watched the wrong one. Probably. <laughs> so, Little Shop of Horrors was released in on December nineteenth, nineteen eighty six. Oh, Frankie's birthday. Really? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. oh, oh cool. happy birthday, Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> it was directed by Frank Oz. He was a puppeteer. Um, so he did like Muppet movies. Mm. He was Yoda in Star Wars. Wait, and what? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's cool. And um, he's won four Emmys. Wow. I won four, I've won nine. Like, do you know specifically for what? Or I no? mean, I can look it up if you want me to. Oh, no, it's fine. Why would you ask me that? <laughs> Okay, so the movie got 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and 7 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. I was very proud of that. Yeah? Yes. Wow. I, I mean, saw that and I was like, yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I love it, so <laughs> it's it deserves it for me. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the movie's set in the 1960s. Okay. Um, yeah, I was like, it looks like old time. Old, yeah, it looks like older. older. I, I was saying 50s in my head. Well, there's a reason it's set in the 1960s, which I'll get into. It's one of my very fun facts. Oh, okay. Mm. Yes. Um, but quickly, I'm going to go through the characters because um, it's a very star-focused movie. Yeah. So um, the main character, Seymour, is played by Rick Moranis, which is the main character in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Spaceballs. Yeah, and he got assaulted last year in October. Yeah, it was really sad. Yes. Oh, it was last year. Last year. Some random dude just punched him right in the fucking face. Oh, my He's 60, like, 7 or 68 or something okay, like that. Okay, but, like, I feel like it's too late to do that. Like... Maybe in the 80s he had a punchable face, but now he's just <laughs> now a he's cute like, old man. He's like a old man. Yeah, I thought, I thought when you said he got assaulted, it was back in the 80s. And I was like, I can see maybe why. <laughs> no, no, this was last year. Well, oh, what's weird? What's weird is that I still picture him as looking exactly the same. Yeah. Like, I've seen him now as being, what is he, 60 now? Yeah, he's like 60 something, like 67, I think it is. I've Can, seen him like that, and I still picture um, him as. I honestly thought he passed away like, in the nineties. <laughs> I haven't seen him in any. Well, I, he did a uh, like a commercial for something with Brian Reynolds recently, but I don't well, know I mean, if it was, was like a serious video or like or if it was like a. Because I honestly thing. thought he passed away after the nineties. Jesus, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he was in some pretty popular stuff, so he probably just doesn't have to work anymore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. But I I love that they pick Seymour. A lot of people 
honestly didn't love it because he's not the best at singing, but I feel like his weak singing, which he kills it in yeah, a couple he, songs. He yeah. has a good, like couple good lines. Like he kills them. <laughs> Better than me. But I feel like it, it fits his character though, because yeah. he's so, he's like, He's nerdy, a little nerdy. Very insecure. Yeah. So it, it fits him. It fits him. And then Audrey was played by Ellen Green, mm. which was actually a reprise role. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's what they called it online. <laughs> <laughs> She's the original actress from the stage play because this movie oh. was based off a play. Yeah, yeah. So you said it right. Okay, cool. You said it right. Sweet. Mm. She's reprising her role. Again. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know if I said like if reprise role is a thing. <laughs> it, sounded, okay. it sounded right to me, so we're I good. Mean, it wouldn't be the first thing we've done on yeah. the podcast. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> um. Uh, and then there was Oren, the dentist, yes. was played by Steve Martin, the famous Steve Martin. Oh my God, he kills yeah, this he's, role. He's like being the best character. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think he's my favorite. Yeah, one hundred percent. My favorite one too. He's. He's like so ridiculous that like he's I just, love him. It's so much fun to watch him have so much fun in this yeah. role. You can tell. Because if you think of Steve Martin, he's not a menacing character at no. all. But he's a dad to me. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, right? Twelve kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I knew about him. <laughs> well, I saw him as father of the bride for years. Oh yeah. But um, I don't know. It's just like when you actually see him in the role, it, he's perfect for it. And then Audrey 2 was uh, voiced by Levi Stubbs. Levi Stubbs. He's just kind of a random singer that they got. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably popular at the time. Maybe. Maybe. I. He didn't seem to have much of a background that I could find. Okay. No, um, Audrey 2, last thing I saw Audrey 2 in was in, I think, That's So Raven. In That's So Raven? Yeah. Showing them a picture. <laughs> We'll oh post the God, picture. Yeah. <laughs> reference to that. That's yeah. crazy. And then also in Jumanji, but I mean, we all know Jumanji. Oh, yeah, that's true, Jumanji. <laughs> uh, they have a reference to it in The Sims, too. Oh, yeah? The cow plant, yeah. Mm, that's pretty yeah. cool. Damn. They this also have a, a reference to The Labyrinth, which I'm going to get to. There's, that's there's like some stuff. <laughs> I love movie. The Labyrinth. Honestly, I only own three movies, and two of them are The Labyrinth and Little Shop of Horrors. So. Yeah. What was the third one? <laughs> Life of Pi. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Should have known. <laughs> um, okay, and then there's the three uh, main singers that kind of act as a narrator. Um and that is Tisha Campbell. She's from My Wife and Kids. She's the mom. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, I don't know how to say this. Tachina Arnold? Tachina? Tachina? Tachina, Tachina, but her last name is Arnold. Well, yeah. she's from Everybody Hates Chris. Oh, yeah, she's the, the mom. mom. From Everybody okay. Hates yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she then, looks exactly the same, but like smaller. Yes. Well, like, so, does, so does Tisha Campbell. Exactly the same. That's so crazy. And then Michelle Weeks is the third singer. Um, she is just a singer. She she has no other roles. Okay. They they killed it in this movie. They right? really yeah, did. They're really good at changing fast. <laughs> Which they're I also talk about that. Like they just like are everywhere and nowhere. They're the always same in time. the background. Always. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're also really good at not getting wet in the. Oh yeah, that's when true. It's oh raining. yeah, I was like, wait, <laughs> <laughs> they're not getting wet. You know, don't they don't mess up their hair. Yeah, it's because they're supposed to be omnipresent. Yeah, yeah. 
And then Mr. Mushnick is played by Vincent Gardenia, the dentist assistant. I, she's not a huge role, but I had to include her because she is Marion Mar Glovis. I'm I'm just gonna skip over I'm just the last name. But she like a little fun fact, she's um in Harry Potter is Professor Sprouts. Oh, oh, that's why you were like, do you recognize her? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I actually, I've seen this movie so many times and I only recognized her like uh, the, the last two times I've saw, I've seen oh, it. okay. Yeah. And I was like, is it? The more you well, know, fun fact, crazy. I've only seen the first like three Harry Potters because... Mm, no <sighs> okay, well, maybe we should cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to back them up because I tried re-watching them and I fell asleep because I, The books long. are a lot better because it's like the first movie... I don't know why we're getting into this. Okay. The first movie stays really close to the book and then they just stray further and further from the book. Well, I've seen the first three and then my mom got me like five or whatever. Is one where there's like a water scene where they're underwater swimming in a lagoon. Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I, I just... I was like, thanks for buying me this for me, mom, but I don't know why you bought me this. And <laughs> I then, don't know what the fuck is happening? And then for some reason, I went to the theaters to watch part two of the last one. And I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Well, anyways, back to horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are so many guest stars in this movie. Yeah. Um, they're mostly cameos. Um, and just to name a few is Jim Belushi, John Candy, Christopher Guest, and Bill Murray. Who was my favorite? Yeah, Bill Murray was a little, oh, little Bill Murray. That scene, we'll get to it. Wait, Jim Belushi isn't is that the radio guy? That is the guy that um, presents the the Audrey two babies at the end. Now we're getting into some really fun facts, Carlos. I'm starting off with the one that I have been dying to tell you oh, since Lord. we started talking about like Detail. doing our favorite ones. So the writers of the soundtrack of Little Shop of Horrors. I'm pretty sure it, they're from the uh, stage play, not the screenplay. Mm -hmm. um, they are Alan Meekin and Howard Ashman, the same writers of the soundtrack to Little Mermaid. Oh, that's actually pretty <laughs> sick. Huh. And Under of course, sea. other Disney movies. Yeah. But Carlos's favorite Disney movie is Little Mermaid. It is. Fun fact about me. <laughs> now the that's world knows. Horror movie, actually. <laughs> So when I was trying to sell Carlos this movie, like kind of give him a couple facts, I wanted to tell him this fact so bad, but I wanted his reaction on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Little Mermaid. <laughs> now everyone knows my secret. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, should no, I not okay. have just that? <laughs> I I kind of do wish that I told you before mm -hmm. because now knowing it, I can kind of hear it in the songs. Yeah. Okay, next fun fact. Before it was a movie, it was a stage play. I kind of already said that. Yeah. Um, but even before that, it was a low-budget film in the 1960s, which is why it is set in the 1960s. Oh. It was directed by Roger Corman and written by Roger oh, Corman. the original was? Yes. Okay. The one in 1960. So was it Roger, uh, do you remember? Is it Roger Corman? Roger Corman. Roger Corman. Uh, he produced um, Chopping Mall. Oh, yeah. okay. The it's Corman been a while. Family. Okay. He was also in like small roles in um, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, he had like a, a bunch of stuff. Like, yeah, like really just... popular movies. He just had small roles. And then he had was in Dino Shark. That, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he I started. Think, I Why think did I hear he that wrote, wrote I, I in Dino you, Shark. I said Dino oh. Shark is... I, said I don't he... know if you heard, uh, like heard me or anything. 
I just said that he wrote in Dino Shark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he wrote Dino Shark. He I'm pretty sure. I'm not. Don't quote me on Is that. Is that one of those sci-fi movies? Probably. Oh. <laughs> I think it's just one of an, like another small horror movie that he had wrote. Okay. So apparently it started as a chef who cooked his customers, but then evolved into a plant to f- avoid sensors. I, I don't know that how movie. that happened. Like it just really no. jumped. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I mean, it's basically Todd high? Sweeney. Or Sweeney Todd, whatever. I've never seen Team. Uh, uh, Sweeney oh, Todd. that's a good movie. Really? Yeah. Or Tom Sweeney. I don't know. Whatever. Was no, it? I think Tom Sweeney's a YouTuber. <laughs> I think it's Sweeney. It's, Tom Sweeney. It's Sweeney that's, Todd. No, no, no. Sweeney Tom Todd. Sweeney, 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 oh, Sweeney Todd. I'm like Tom Sweeney <laughs> is who. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one's about a barber who kills his customers, and then, uh, and then there's like a. They make them into meat pies. His customers, they make them into meat pies, and then they sell them in in the pie shop. You probably below. see it. He has like really crazy hair. Isn't it's, he like it's a Johnny Tim Depp, like a Tim Burton character, right? No, oh. I'll show you. It's Johnny Depp. Okay, yeah, yeah, the guy in Nightmare on Elm Street. And then also another <laughs> another <laughs> another um Harry Potter reference. Mm-hmm. The Bellatrix from Harry Potter is. Yes, I know. I've seen that yeah. before. Okay. The, she's the the female I lead. just showed them the poster for Sweeney Todd. Isn't for that like, a Disney movie? I don't, I don't think Sweeney so. Sweeney Todd? Is it? I no, think it's it is. It's on it's on It's on Disney Plus. So it's got to be a Disney movie. Because I feel like I see I seen it advertised on Disney Channel a long a, time ago. I think it was a book before it was uh, or something along yeah, those lines. It's, yeah, it's a fictional character, but um no, it doesn't say. It doesn't even say that it's available on Disney Plus. It used to be. So yeah, to avoid sensors, they turned the chef into a plant, which I feel like is a very large leap. But yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> I, I guess like it, they try to make it instead of like a serial killer kind of thing, they just made it and it's more comedic. Yeah, because Little to, Shop of Horrors is definitely a horror comedy. Horror musical. comedy, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. Also, a cult classic. They balance, yeah, they balance it really well, though. And a yeah. romance. Yeah, romance. Yeah, it's everything. It everything. It's perfect. It's just the perfect it's movie. A <laughs> <laughs> It'll live forever. Um, reportedly, by the time they were done uh, writing the outline of the original Little Shop of Horrors, they were very, very drunk, and it was an instant cult classic. Wow, that explains the other ending. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because there's two endings to this. Mm-hmm. And one of them was released in theaters. And what will happen with the other that one? That was they another just... one of my fun facts. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> well, I guess we'll jump into that one. <laughs> <laughs> so there are two... Al- like, Well, there is an alternate ending to mm-hmm. this movie. The one that was released for a preview was... The ending was um, changed because the test people mm-hmm. what are they called test audience yeah, yeah the test, test audience, audience. <laughs> <laughs> the test audience uh didn't like how depressing the ending was well that's all mm-hmm. that's a horror movie they man, thought people. they thought it was too depressing it was too much of a tragedy oh that's so dumb and so they they predicted box office um based off of that and since they predicted that it would be so low, they completely redid the ending. And uh, now it's a happy ending. That's but so on the bright side, they did release director's cut in 2000. I was going to say that 
I hate test audience because you can either get a really bad group or a really good group yep. and you just mm-hmm. never know. And then fucking literally 50 people will change one ending of a movie for millions that probably won't even like it. Yeah. I fucking hate it. Well, that's, that's funny because Army of Darkness has the same problem where Sam Raimi wrote this like ending where Ash goes, like he falls asleep and then like with a potion and it, he like travels through time, but he appears in the apocalypse. Like he sleeps too long into the future. And they changed it because it was too depressing. So then oh, they God. made it into like this hero ending. And it's like, like that's some bullshit. Like sometimes that's like what you need. <laughs> the darker yeah. the better. It's like Halloween 2018. The ending got changed the first time because the audience didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I still want to see it. See what really what, you know, what happened. Yeah. And then apparently for the new one, this one did great. So should we trust them? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. It's just, it's so hit or miss. Mm-hmm. I mean, that last ending was very long, but it was like, it was cool. As well. I want well, depressing and dark. Yeah, yeah. We, we watched the alternate ending. We'll get to it. I My only opinion is that, like that I'm going to say right now anyways, is that there was a lesson with the original ending and there is absolutely no lesson with yeah. the mm-hmm. uh, the changed one. The one that was released. Um, okay. I have two more fun facts. Yes. It was shot in an enorm- the enormous 007 stage and Pinewood Studios because the original stage burnt down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that'll hinder your experience. Yeah. And it was so large that it couldn't be correctly heated all the way. And in a few scenes, you can see the actor's breath and they had to suck on ice cubes so that they wouldn't um, there wouldn't be a temperature difference between their breath and the outdoor air. What? Yeah. That makes sense. Isn't that cool? That's pretty interesting. Because then your mouth is cold. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Because it kind of ruined the the scenes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I mean... They could have said it was cold. <laughs> I mean, it, I guess because you don't you don't need snow. We live in but Florida and we like, get cold. If you were so random for them to be like, "Damn, it's cold today," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that'd be yeah. random as fuck. I think I think yeah, it just kind of took away from okay. the story. I'm sorry, I lied. Now I have two more fun facts. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'm just like I was so excited no, know, to do I all know. of this research. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Okay, five songs were cut from the original stage play to make um, the movie work. Unfortunately, Mr. Mushnick's character suffers the most from this because all of the songs he was part of were cut. Oh, no. Yeah. So that's why Mr. Mushnick doesn't really have much of a character. Mm. That's like I like I feel like at one point he just disappeared. Yeah, and then they showed him a little bit, and mm-hmm. then that was it. For he him. shows up to see something, and then he and then, and then disappears, and then shows up again, and then yeah. you know that's so crazy. I would be pissed. Yeah, which is oh also God. a shame because Vincent Gardenia has a great voice. That fucking sucks. Yeah. That's why sometimes some property should not be turned into movies. But it's like, the movie's only an hour and a half. They could have just extended it a little bit. Maybe it'll be a Snack Snyder movie where it's like five hours long. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Depends like, on the movie for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess it is a musical. Yeah. Man, fuck. Yeah. That sucks. I want to see that version. Well, I mean, we can go see the play. I'd be so down. That'd be cool. Do they have that still? I honestly have no idea. I'm sure. Yeah, that'd be cool to watch. 
Corona though. The yeah, play. That's corona. The play ends with the monster eating the entire audience. Oh, that's isn't that cool? cool? Then you just die. <laughs> I'm not going there. There's no bad reviews because everyone just died at the end. <laughs> um. Okay. My last and longest fun fact is Audrey Two is a puppet. Yeah. That. I mean. I mean. Yes. <laughs> I think I was, that was pretty obvious. Okay, but. well, it wasn't obvious to me. <laughs> you thought it was a real plant? No, I just never <laughs> thought about it. No, honestly, I, I thought it was like a mixture of like I, animatronic. I suspended my disbelief. So, yeah, I mean the small one. I, the Thank small you. one I can see. The small one I can see being a pup. Yeah, the small the the small one. Yeah, the bigger one. I thought it might be a robot yeah. body. It's plant. fucking huge. Mm-hmm. So Frank Oz is a known puppeteer. Um, he's, I mean, obviously I mentioned before he's known for Yoda, which is a puppet. Mm -hmm. And then also the Muppets. He did Muppets in Manhattan. I believe he directed that one. Um, and he brought all of his buddies onto the show. Lyle Conway with help created a 13 foot high puppet from foam rubber and cables and a synthetic like metal skull. Holy fuck. Pretty cool. It was a three-month rehearsal period. And at one point, the the finale, Big Green Mother from Outer Space, had 15... I'm sorry, 50... (laughs) My dyslexia just kicked in. 51 puppeteers. Oh, one for each state. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) One 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 puppet for each state. And an extra. And an extra. Yeah, it's 50 states. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Puerto Rico's not a state. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I found an interview with uh, the creator of the puppet, Lionel Conway. Some of the scenes had to be done at half speed in order for the lips to um, line up with the words. Interesting. Yeah, the the puppet's words, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the puppet's words had... So they pre-recorded... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy singing and then they had to play that at half speed and line it up that's cool as fuck because like honestly it's kind of seamless like I, at no mm-hmm. point i was like oh this was in reverse or this was like you know, yeah you know half speed or it's whatever really really good that's wow mm-hmm. that's impressive i mean yeah now that i think about it it's like those lip syncs are like on point throughout on the entire movie point. i'll be honest i kept, looking, so I kept looking at the puppet's lips to see if he was actually saying those words yeah <laughs> it's not just moving up and down yeah yeah, 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 yeah. but it's like they're moving they, they like I mean, they've got so much real. character yeah and um they also had to edit the voice a little bit because they couldn't really understand him at half speed oh um during the her so this is a direct direct quote during the rehearsal period i was looking at footage on video i would often speed through it and i noticed that the plant would pick up an energy it didn't have at normal speed so i went to frank and i showed him the sped up version and he liked it he told me i'll go with it but you have to go to the actors and plead your case because they would have had to act more slowly when they were in the frame with audrey too damn that's true yeah luckily they were delighted i think that it I think they liked being a part of the effect. So we did a month-long workshop. That That's crazy. They extended the the workshop to um, out a month just so that they could do it half speed. And then film some of the see- scenes with them and the plant at two different speeds. There were some shorts that would 
be shot. I said I keep saying shorts and it's shots. There were some shots that would have been difficult for Rick to do in slow motion, so they were just filmed at normal speed. Okay, mm-hmm. but th- it's kind of really cool to watch them as you know that they're in half speed the actors i mean Mm -hmm. because when they're with audrey too you can kind of tell that they're moving extra slow that's true you know they do move a little too careful like that's how i felt very carefully and very uh what's the word like sparsely yeah it's almost like they were afraid to move yeah Oh, I didn't notice it. Really? I feel mm-hmm. it because there's so much going on and like yeah, the scene is entertaining. You're not you're not really focusing on yeah. the actor. Maybe you're focusing on Audrey now, too. And like no. Now that, that you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen the the famous like the the biggest fuck up like in cinema where mm-hmm. it's like in the dark night, you literally see the camera crew in the background, like through a reflection. <laughs> and it's like oh, really? Yeah. So it's like I think when Batman in meets Joker in the in like the what is it called the inter- the interrogation room mm-hmm. and he like pushes them in against oh. the glass and you see the crew in the back like it's like oh pretty God. obvious but like there's so much going on in that scene and the scene is so intense that like you don't even notice it yeah so i feel like that's the thing in this one it's like if you were paying attention to Seymour mm-hmm. moving then yeah obviously you could tell and then there's like one scene where like his hand moves just a little too fast oh shit and then for the scenes where Audrey eats entire people, they had to take the head off of the plant, um, which meant disconnecting almost everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. And um, in a couple cases, they had to be pulled through the plant by the puppeteers that were inside the plant. And then um, Seymour was fed in by those vines that you saw holding him. But that's only in the the alternative alternative yeah. ending when they told vincent gardenia who played mushnik he was like um i'm claustrophobic and they were like yeah well we can't really make the plant any bigger so <laughs> they're like fuck you we're gonna call all your scenes plus you're gonna face your fears yeah. oh lord so fuck you i mean you signed up for it so Damn. Oh, poor guy Imagine that, like, you go in theaters, like, excited, be like, yo, I went through hell watching, like, <laughs> making this movie, and literally all your scenes get cut, and you're like, fuck, what the hell? Yeah. Ugh. And then, um, when asked what the biggest, like, hurdle to, with um, filming these scenes with the puppets were, Lyle Conway said that, um... They had to overcome Rick's face because all he had to do was smile and it would eat up the entire screen. Wait, wait. Like they had to redo the entire thing if if the guy who played Seymour just smiled. Damn. Yeah. Which would That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure. I don't think I could have handled it. Everyone hates you after that. He couldn't smile. Yeah, so on the scenes that he was with the puppet, if mm-hmm. he like smiled or something, they would have to do all of the uh, the entire uh. choreography all over again. Oh. Yeah, because it's technically yeah, it's one like almost like a one shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh. God, that's a lot of pressure. That is so much pressure. Mm-hmm. And this is all in film too, so that's expensive. Like mm-hmm. now it's digital, so it's like you can kind of get away with cut it. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. cut it out. But like on physical film, that's hard. Dude. Yeah. 
and they couldn't even like CGI the smile off of him or anything. Yeah, and it's kind of fucking hard also when there's a fucking giant plant. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's talking, that's back talking to, you. to you in half speed. Uh, <laughs> no, I, don't, I wouldn't be able to. Okay, and then the other hurdle that they had to get over was um, Ellen's cleavage kind of upstaged the plant in a lot of scenes. I mean, that's what I was paying attention to. <laughs> it, it did, it did. Yeah. I was like, yo, what's up? She was also super skinny. Yeah, yeah, very skinny with very yeah boobs that were in your face. Yeah, they were everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a interview with Ellen Green where she tells a story about how they kept hearing this weird sound on stage, and um, Ellen just kind of thought nothing of it until somebody, like one of the sound guys, came up to her and was like, "I'm so sorry, but the the mics, your tits keep hitting the mics." <laughs> And so oh they had to like reach in there and fish out the oh, the mic. No. <laughs> Those her titties are dangerous. Affecting production. I mean, they were there. Carlos, <laughs> <laughs> how did that make you feel? Uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now let's dive into the actual movie. All right, let's. Do how it. far along are we? We're Thirty minutes in. Jesus, That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Probably gonna be less now because I'm a cut. Okay, so now let's get into the actual movie. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> I know it's taken a while, but I was just so excited. There's <laughs> no, so I many fun facts. We, we like it. <laughs> we enjoy it. So the opening scene is a narrator. The You should have heard it before we started the episode. Um, and then it goes into our three singers. Um, Which these three singers are like the singers from Hercules. Yes, like the but, entire time, it just reminded me. But of this this came way before Hercules. That's okay. So Hercules, Hercules copied. Step the fuck down. Exactly. You copied this movie. Fuck just off, saying. Hercules. What's up? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my other favorite Disney movie. Oh. <laughs> no, we all know it's a Little Mermaid. Fun fact. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> the three singers were actually named after three very large women singers at the time, like women sing singer groups um crystal ronette and chiffon which it was like the crystals the ronettes and the chiffons oh, oh well, cool. it wasn't beyonce kelly and um if this were written today maybe one of them would be no, the, and yeah, michelle be named <laughs> destiny or maybe beyonce i don't know oh that's awesome that's cool though yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty interesting to know um, so the title music is Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop. I love that song. Um, and it introduces Seymour, who is immediately a klutz. Yes. yes. Like, literally, he falls. Like, in this first scene, he's, like, putting something like, on a shelf. Like, literally five seconds into the movie, he knocks down an entire shelf, and I relate so fucking hard. <laughs> You're like, same, same. <laughs> At my first job, I worked at a cupcake shop, and they literally had a board on the fridge that said, days since Sydney dropped something, and I think my high score was two weeks because I went on vacation. (laughs) 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 They also introduced Mr. Mushnick, who is the shop owner. He's upstairs, and he asks Seymour if anything's wrong, and Seymour's like, nothing, nothing's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Who's apparently me. Mr. Mushnick is you, not Seymour. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, 
And then they introduce Audrey with some very sexy m- music and they start at her feet with the high heels on going downstairs, stepping over a hobo, and then it slowly pans up to her face and it's like, ooh, okay. She's so fine. <laughs> <laughs> like her voice is something crazy, but... Her voice is extremely is high-pitched. actual voice? So... She it's very similar, but she exaggerated it to the extreme okay. for the the role. Okay. So in um, I'm she sorry, talks in, like the Will and Grace girl. I was just gonna say that she remind me of Karen. Yeah, like it's just <laughs> like that. I've you never have, seen you have it. to give us a demonstration, Cindy, because you do it really well. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so it's so outrageous, but I love it. It's like cute. I don't know. I honestly looked her. I looked her out to see. I was like, "Is this Karen from Will and Grace?" Because <laughs> she sounds like her. Seymour, I love I love her. Um, she walks in late, which she lives literally across the street. So I don't know why the fuck she's so late. Yeah, real, but same. <laughs> Honestly, if I live right next to work, I'd be late every day. <laughs> well, he's like, I mean, it's almost closing time, but it doesn't matter because we haven't gotten any business. <laughs> So not only she shows up late, she shows up eight hours after her shift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, she's got this huge black guy. Um, and he, Mr. Mr. Mushnick basically automatically notices. Yeah. And then Seymour comes up and drops an entire box of pots. And, <laughs> and then Audrey goes down to help him. And he's like, oh, did you do something with, new with your eye makeup? And she's just like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> and she, like, leaves. <laughs> um, and then um, Mr. Mushnick's shop is a floral shop. It introduces that Mr. Mushnick is down on business because it's just basically like a montage of them being bored. Yeah, and it literally just cuts. Yeah. To like them in different positions, like standing around the place. And I literally looked at Carlos and Sydney. I'm like, wow, that was us at our last job. Yeah. We're like, there was like nothing happening. And we'd yep. just be there for like eight hours, like, like just standing around. We've already deep cleaned everything. There's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <memories>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then three singers, uh, the three th- singers appear as like street rats. Um, they're loitering in front of the shop and Mr. Mushnick gets all mad and like shoes them away. Um, and Mr. Mushnick is like, you ought to be in school. And he's like, she's like, yeah, well, we're on a split shift. We went to school until we were fifth grade and then we split. (laughs) I love that line. Good one. (laughs) (laughs) So this is my thing with them. Okay. Are they like some sort of like entity about Skid Road? Because like they appear everywhere. I think they're just just supposed to be narrators. Okay, so it's just like, but then they're actual people in the story. Well, I don't know. Because, I mean, they interact with the characters. I think that scene right there is basically just to introduce their names because there's no other, there's no other reason for it. I think they're really there. It's just that when we we have the musical numbers and they live there, they're them. It's them, yeah. I don't know. Because they live there. Okay, yeah, because I was like. You see them like they they go one way and then they're like on top of a building singing and I'm like wait what the fuck I'm telling so, you they change really fast yeah they're very good at it uh, they're like an omniscient presence um, and then it goes into a Skid Row song which is basically just explaining um, the town that they live in is 
not the best. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to get out. Um, but they're always stuck. Yeah, they're stuck because, you know, the boss takes half their earnings and th- there's no way out of it. Yeah, it's like everyone there is like pretty much treated unfairly. Mm-hmm. And is it like a homeless lady or was it just like a normal? I, I, it's just like she has like this gigantic coat on her. And she has she bags, looks like I a bag know. lady, but it could like everybody's dressed like that. Yeah. So but she's singing. She is killing she it. She kills it. She's like an opera singer. And she starts off Skid Row song. Down on Skid Road. <laughs> um, and then the three singers are now stunning with pearls on and and singing the backup to Skid Row. Yeah. Um and then it's like everybody in the street is now singing along with these three singers mm-hmm. and they are perfectly embodying a play. Yeah. Yeah. But in movie form and it just works so well with this I movie. Just, I love the aesthetic of like if you look at deep in the background, it's like obviously a stage. Like there's like a flat background that like <laughs> tell like it, it like it's pretending to be like a like a really long street. But like yeah. I love that. Like even though it's it's obviously not re- a real street, yeah, it still looks so good. Like it, it just, just fits the aesthetic works. of the movie. Yeah. yeah, I think it's because they still kind of wanted to keep that aesthetic of it being a play. Yeah. And it works really well. It I think does. they did a really good it's, job with that. A lot of movies try to do that and just fail miserably. Yeah. I do have the, this one scene. Seymour has like a solo and he goes into down a like dark uh, alley and there's like a chain link fence. And I don't know if you caught it, but like when it's like, it's almost like he's singing about getting out of Skid Road and he like goes oh, up to the Oh, and chain. then all the people come out. Yeah, like, they're like up. climbing like, up the like fence. Zombies, yeah. Like their mm-hmm. hands come up. It actually looks so cool. It looks so cool. It's it. one of my favorite scenes. And, um,. Audrey also joins in and she's singing about how, you know, she wants to get out of Skid Row. Mm-hmm. Um, Seymour's also talking about how he wants to get out of Skid Row. We get a lot of background, of a lot of Seymour's background in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he's an orphan. So, he, yeah, he was an orphan. He was adopted by Mushnik, basically, not not legally or not like officially. Um, he gave him, you know, somewhere <laughs> to sleep, somewhere to eat, a job that pays yeah, Mushnik just kidnapped them. That's Basically. Not, that's not sort of adopt you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I if mean, you're if you're consenting to it. I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. basically set him up for life. Yeah. But then also works him like a dog. Yeah. And then Seymour and Audrey have this duet, but it's it's like they're singing together, but they don't know they're singing together, yeah, one of those. It's like they're separate. And it's so cute because they're they're on a corner and so like they don't see each other, but you see them together. I love see. <laughs> okay, so now Mr. Mushnik is fed up with the business being so slow and he's like, We're done, we're done, we're done. And um Audrey's like, Hey Seymour, why don't you go get that strange and interesting plant from the the basement and, <laughs> and um so they kind of do a proposal to mushnik who is very skeptical at first and um it's just it's a cheesy proposal it's really cute and um they keep saying that it's a strange and interesting plant and so as soon as they put it in the window yeah mushnik's like uh, what did he say like 
oh, it, this this is not gonna bring us any business. Like he just kind of gave up on the actual company. Yeah, yeah. And then Christopher Guest walks through the door and is like this almost robot of a person, <laughs> and he's like, "What a strange and interesting plant you have there on the windowsill." <laughs> <laughs> And everyone's just like, wait, what? <laughs> and um, so Seymour, during the the proposal, named the plant an Audrey 2. And Audrey was like, ah! Yeah, like, she makes a noise without even moving her mouth. Like, yeah. it's so crazy. <laughs> and it's so high-pitched. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she's touched. And so when this guy comes in, she's like, it's an Audrey 2. <laughs> and she's, like, so proud. It's so cute. And, um, and then... He asks where you found it, and it goes into Total Eclipse of the Sun. Yeah, which is an, the origin stories of uh, which Audrey too. Are we, did, did you want to say where he got a plant from first before I go into my weird theory or my weirdness? Maybe I should just okay, for context. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so this isn't my favorite song, but it is definitely one of them. It's like Daru, and um. It's basically just Seymour talking over the music and he's talking about how he was walking down the street and there was a total eclipse of the sun. <laughs> Which the song, uh, this whole scene is a little racist. <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to say. It's a little racist. So he gets Seymour from this Chinese guy, right? Yeah, so okay. he, like often, he often yeah. goes to this Chinese man who often has weird and interesting plans for him. Okay. This was done in another movie, and I feel like the 80s was just a little bit racist with some movies. <laughs> yeah. This was also done in Gremlins. Gizmo was bought from a Chinese man, mm -hmm. which turned out to be a bad thing afterwards, if you realized. Yeah, I mean. Ooh. So it's like, it's like, there's like a thing where it's like. It ain't American, a, so it is bad. Yeah, which is a pretty racist thing to yeah, do. <laughs> well, even like the girls that are going to. Propaganda. Like they're just like mm -hmm. lip singing, I guess. And then they, when they, sh when Seymour says, "I spoke to the China man," I think or whatever. D don't don't they say like ch uh, charu or something? Like they make a little like chang or something like that. Yeah, they they make a little racist remark. I was yeah, like, oh, was ooh, like, okay. Mm, <laughs> this oh, is movies. a different time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also you can kind of tell that the three singers are trying really hard not to laugh yeah. in this scene. <laughs> My favorite part is there's, um, like three guys on the street and they're, they're doing that thing where they bend over and snap in rhythm, um, to the, like doo-wop songs. Yeah. And Seymour like comes over to them and like tries to get in formation with them and then just gives up and looks at the sun, <laughs> like the eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> that part is so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad that after the gremlins, this guy was like, you know what? I feel bad for what happened to that town. So I'm just going to sell plants now and <laughs> run away. And then that also turned out bad. <laughs> it's not even his fault. So for, was it the eclipse? So, had like a cosmic ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. like a ray behind Seymour that he doesn't notice. But then when he turns around, he notices that there's a new plant for some reason. And he goes back over there and buys it for like $4.60. <gasps> The plant came from outer. Oh, the plant came from outer space. Oh, you know what yeah. I want to see? Killer clowns from outer space versus Audrey too. Oh, that'd be pretty good. Both outer space movies. Dude, I'm down for that. I'm down for that.
It's all these things from outer space, even the chopping mall, the robot from the <laughs> lightning, all this other stuff. <laughs> they, I think they like had the same concept back in the eighties. They just kind of changed. Everything just comes bit. from outer space, from either a beam or lightning. We I, don't it's, know. It's easy to explain. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's from there. I don't know. Maximum overdrive. <laughs> Something <laughs> from the sky. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Holy shit. Um. Okay, and then everybody is like, "Oh wow, what an interesting story!" And then there's two men. <laughs> There's two homeless men right outside the window, and they mouth, "Oh wow, what an interesting story!" Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then the guy just turns to leave, and he turns back around and, and is like, "Well, I'm here. I might as well take fifty dollars worth of roses." And everybody gets all excited to mm-hmm. give him roses, and then he's like, "By the way, can you break one hundred? And Mr. Mushnik was like, "Uh, no." <laughs> <laughs> like. Like, uh, so close. Yeah. And he's like, well, I guess I'll take twice as many. I love that. It was like, twice as many? Twice as many? Oh, that's, that's when the, the homeless men are like, like, twice, twice as, as many. many. Yeah. But it's like just a mouthing. <laughs> Which I was like, okay, he's going to take twice as many. Where the fuck are all these plans? This chop looks empty <laughs> as fuck true. right now. Imagine... <laughs> We also don't have twice as many roses. It looks it looks dead. There's no life in there. It's no. like where are the where are the plants? But yeah. then magically all the plants are. Then everyone's just buying. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just not important to them. It's not. It's yeah. just funny that I was like, so where are the plants though? Yeah, I I think it adds to the charm. Yeah. So then afterwards, Mushnik wants to celebrate, but Audrey has a date. Mushnik isn't happy about it, and I think this is when one of the best lines in the movie comes because. Um, Audrey two droops and Mr. Mushnik is like you better take care of that and Seymour says Audrey two is not a healthy girl and Mr. Mushnik goes strictly between us neither is love first one and I loved it and then I, that's when I wrote in my notes Mushnik shady as fuck definitely me <laughs> no, no shame no oh, poor Audrey <laughs> but he ain't lying no he not Yes, and then um, another one of my favorites, uh, they introduced the song, Please Grow For Me, which is basically just Seymour being like, I've done everything for this plant that is possible for botany. Yeah. And like, I've given you sunshine, I've given you shade, I've given you moisture levels from desert to rainforest, and you still won't grow for me. And then... um, and then the line, what do you want from me, blood? And then... <laughs> he gets, like, pricked by a, a by rose, rose. Which is kind of symbolic, but... This is dark. Yeah, I'm, this is, I'm telling you, it's you don't see it, but once you, like... If you put yourself in that position, like, it's a fucked up movie. It's dark. It's yeah. just, it's covered by rainbows and sunshine yeah. because it's a musical. Like you can make Seymour a girl. And him in a relationship with Seymour, and it's dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like there's I was, a lot of metaphoric. I was meaning. telling her mm-hmm. it's like, well, uh, it's Audrey too. So like, I wonder if there's something like something well, there, like a like, lesson. Well, in there. like, come on, how do I say? It? It's like Audrey too. It's like this toxic person, mm-hmm. and you do anything for them, but they all they want. It's like all they want is like your money, or and I or think, they want to take everything from you. Yeah, and that's a very metaphorical meaning, but to take it even less literally, it could be like greed and it just mm-hmm. takes over you completely. It takes everything away from you even though it gives you so much. Yep. They should make this movie again darker. Yeah. 
with the actual ending. Actually, like the actual good ending. Ari Aster made it. It's called Midsummer. <laughs> oh, yeah, but then Seymour says, "Damn roses, damn thorns." I love that line. And then that's when he starts sucking on his finger, and yeah, he does. He goes. <laughs> yeah, he goes. Like it's so it's. <laughs> He does it so pronounced, but I understand why he does it. Yeah, so he does it because then you hear the same noise, but it's not coming from Seymour. Yeah, like he's obviously away from his finger, and you hear the noise. Uh-huh. And, it's like, and what the fuck? one of my favorite cinematic things that they do in this movie is they show movement and shadows. Yeah. So then you see the plant perk up in the shadow and kind of like do the... He looked like no. a penis, though. I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> he needed some Viagra. Like, yeah, like the plant, the silhouette of when they show the plant standing up, it looked like a dick. A very deformed one. Really? I I, don't know. I thought it was pretty obvious. What kind of like, dicks are you looking at? I don't know. Maybe it's just mine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that's mine. Sorry. Um, and then. Another good line from this song is like, looks like you're not happy lest I open a vein. Yeah. Which, very dark. Yeah. Now that I'm very dark. It. He's literally but squeezing it's like such, his finger. But it's like, such a happy yeah. song. It is. I mean, like you said, it's covered with rainbows. Mm-hmm. The sunshine's and rainbows, but he's literally squeezing blood off from his hands, like dropping it on this plant that's mm-hmm. like yeah. trying to bite his fucking finger off. Uh, once he feeds him, he's kind of walking away. He kind of seems not ashamed, but like a little shameful. I mean, it, I, think I don't he's know. Just more like another he, word for he it. He just gave up. Like he's just like I don't know what the fuck else to do because like I get he, like he gave him blood and he still didn't grow. Yeah. So he's just like like he he's going up the stairs because he lives in the basement of the. Uh, the store, uh, the store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he goes up looks back at it and she audrey still hasn't uh, audrey too hasn't grown still i mean it's been like two seconds <laughs> yeah. it's a plan <laughs> but then he he leaves and he and the, you can hear him walking away as he's finishing the song and it says please grow for me and then after like he leaves you see the uh, audrey to grow and like mm-hmm. breaks like almost like like uh stretches the can that yeah, she's yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the radio show. Oh yeah. The whore daddies in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the radio man is uh part of the guest cast. He's played yeah. by John Candy. Yeah, I know him from National Lampoon uh vacation. He's very famous. Yeah. My dad is like he just he loves this man. <laughs> Yeah, if you've seen <laughs> National Lampoon Vacation, when they go to Wally World, he's the security guard that they kidnap or take mm-hmm. hostage. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, but mm-hmm. like he's like the they they do this whole travel, this road trip to go and everything goes wrong and then they get to like the Disney World or whatever called Wally World and it's closed and oh. they can't get there and the, the dad's just like fucking pissed he's like over <laughs> it he breaks the mascot that's like sitting out there and then the cop comes out and then he buys like a fake gun and like takes him hostage he's like you're taking us on a like you're you're gonna turn all the, the roller coasters on oh and it takes them oh my god it's awesome that's I, a it's horror like a movie. movie I love that movie it's great but he plays a security guard like he does okay. another cameo role. yeah he's just like a really funny guy um, so he's like this very like, uh, what's the word? Like he's like outrageous radio host, like yeah. the most outrageous that you can think of. Like like he literally has like you, you know how I don't mean 
I listen to a lot of podcasts, but mm-hmm. like they have always sound bites from like different things. Mm-hmm. He literally is making the sound effects with like tools that he has at the place. Yeah. He's like pretending people are in the room <laughs> and like it's like the most crazy dude in the world. He's got like, like three uh, microphones that he's going between so that it sounds cool. Yeah, it's he's crazy. And though. then he goes weird, Mike, <laughs> but he's like pulling the the microphone to and from his face. Let me see if I can do it. Oh Weird. <laughs> God, that, I must see how that sounded like. We might have to cut that. You, you could have just moved your head, you know. Weird. Weird. I feel like that. now it looks like you're sucking dick. But anyway. <laughs> um. So in the waiting room, we've got a girl leaning over the counter, and she's wearing this pencil skirt that's like blood red, and. Um, she's right next to Audrey too, and Audrey too kind of looks at it, looks at Seymour, and then starts like sniffing, and then like starts like trying to reach over to eat her ass, basically. <laughs> yeah, so and I accidentally wrote Aud- Seymour want the booty, and it was not Seymour. <laughs> Audrey too wants to eat yeah. ass. Yeah, and then when Seymour finally realizes, he like grabs him and like holds him to his chest, and he's like, "Oh God." That's how I hold my dog sometimes. He be acting up. <laughs> Audrey, so then it shoot, it goes back to Mr. Mushnick's shop, and uh, Seymour goes into the, the doo-wop song again, but you don't hear it. It just kind of cuts to the end of the show, mm-hmm. or at the end of the radio show, and you hear Mr. Mushnick now um, being like, say the address, say the address. Audrey comes in and she... <laughs> he was a shout out. I, I mean, I feel him. <laughs> I mean, he got the shout out. He just didn't get said the address. And you know, yeah. it's not like GPS has yeah. existed in That's this time true. period. That's true. He's like, well, I'll take what I can get. And then Audrey comes in and she's like, oh my God, I wanted to listen to that show so bad. And then... This bitch always late. Yeah. And I didn't realize that she had her arm in a thingy. I thought it was just a scarf. Oh. <laughs> So she's very fashionable. She's got a yeah. cow print dress on and then she's got a sling on, but it looks like a like a net scarf. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I I mean, if we if whoever's listening, if you know, if you're listening and you haven't gotten it yet, she's like abused at home. Like oh, that's the whole purpose. Ex- like every like time extremely you see her, abused. she has like a different injury. Yeah. yeah. And then also um, Mr. Mushnick is very vocal about not liking this guy that she's dating. And she says, if he does this to me when he likes me, imagine what he'd do if he gets mad. <laughs> she, uh, yeah. Have yeah. she not seen you? Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. <sighs> and then that's when we go into something green, which is very self-aware. Now, remember, this was written in the 80s. And... Um, and it's talking about the 60s. So it's just kind of making fun of the 60s. Like American dream. Yeah. So oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The, the furniture is covered in plastic. Yeah, so it, the song is like Audrey, like imagining a perfect life with Seymour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, it's so good that she doesn't deserve it pretty much. Yeah. Like, that's her whole thing. Yes. Um, she, and it's very obvious that she is in love with Seymour, no fame necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... She's like, her dreams are like two twin beds that are apart. And, um, is that how people slept back then? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my grandparents just slept in separate rooms. Yeah. I mean, I see. I mean, if one snores, then. 
well, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. good. She imagines TV dinners in front of her humongous 10-inch screen TV. 12 inch. 12, 12 sorry, 12-inch. Okay. Those, those, those two hours, or two hours, two <laughs> inches really matter. Yes. Size matters, baby. <laughs> but I love that she has, like, a Tupperware party with her mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. Like, it's, like, super basic stuff that like she is like oh that's a perfect life but it's like super self-aware it's like Mm -hmm. a whole parody of the whole american dream and then like the son looks like him the daughter looks like just like her they have these creepy toys that i did not like she's got these beautiful like 60s dresses and uh, there's one part where like this really bad cgi bird is on her finger and it's like very obviously cartoon Mm -hmm. um uh, even the house is like it's it like, looks so bad yeah, it, it, it looks, looks like, like a screenplay yeah they built it really fast like yeah. with cardboard like it's 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 really great it like, looks like a set on a stage play yeah yeah um so fun fact the dog that was in all of the shots is actually ellen green's dog Aww. yeah and was that a border collie no it was a spaniel oh yes 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 um I don't re- remember what kind of spaniel. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. There's just a border collie that appears in some horror movies in the 80s. And I thought oh, it was I this see. dog. Mm. No. Um, and if you notice, there is or, like when Audrey's like packing later in the movie, she packs that same stuffed animal dog. I did notice that. Oh, that's yeah, cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the director got that dog specifically for her. Mm. That's sweet. So then after this song, it immediately goes into the worst song in the movie. Which which one was it? And it's like, um, some fun now, ease of having some fun now. And it's a montage of Seymour. Yeah. See, it's the worst song yeah. because nobody remembers Literally, it. Literally, I was like, I don't have no idea what you're talking about. It's probably because it's so forgettable. Yeah. It, it's a montage of Seymour um, getting drained of his blood oh yes yeah. yes yes and i was like oh my god he's gonna be hemo whatever the hell it's called <laughs> um, oh, fuck i forgot and i have a condition of it but anyways hemolectic or whatever hemolectic yeah probably. i don't know that sounds right <laughs> fuck it i don't think he's epileptic no 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 no, no. oh my god it's just he's anemic of, anemic yeah, jesus yeah. yeah don't you have that yes that sounds like wait <laughs> But yeah, this whole scene is pretty much him like draining his fingers of blood. Yeah. And And then just feeding Audrey too. Which the montage I feel like is important, but the song is just so wholly unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, We didn't need a song. Yeah. Yeah. But um, then right after that, you see Seymour like slumped in a corner while the the store is like super busy. And he's just like... The plan is fucking huge. It's huge. As tall as the building. And it's like an anomaly now. Yeah. So the business is booming, but um, Seymour is obviously like taking the brunt of it. Um, is it weird that this whole time I wanted the plan to just go savage? I'm like, can you just start eating everybody right here? Honestly, <laughs> just, do it. just do it. Yeah, I'm surprised Seymour didn't think of that. Like, well, everybody he, stay away from it. <laughs> yeah, like, Mr. Mushnik gets off the phone and it's a very important flower arrangement. And he's like, all right, the, the flower arrangement's ready, right, Seymour? And Seymour's like slumped in the corner like, huh? <laughs> and so he runs back to Audrey, who's making flower arrangements. And he's like, we have an emergency. And she's like, what is it? Ba- uh, wedding? 
funeral baby birthday yeah, yeah birthday baby and he's yeah. just like funeral <laughs> and she goes hand me the lilies <laughs> and then she makes the most pathetic arrangement i have ever seen it's just five lilies in a vase and then she's like glue glitter and she just throws a little glitter on it she like grabs like a whole I bunch mean, and then like fucking slams it on one lily the vase had a black ribbon we know what it was yeah. for yeah yeah, I just had five lilies. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, "All right, it's ready." And um, and then that's when Seymour and Audrey have this little moment where um, Audrey's telling him that he needs to expect more from people. You know, you're you're famous now, and mm-hmm. you know, act like it. And um. Seymour's like, well, I don't really know what to do for myself. And she's like, well, go shopping. And he's like, would you go with me? And she's like, sure. And, and he's like, you'd be seen in public with me? And she's like, sure. <laughs> it's like perfectly like that. It's so weird. And then, and then he's like, tonight? And she's like, oh, I can't. I have a date. She always has a fucking date. Like, mm-hmm. always. Like, she can never do anything because she always has to be with the with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> and then Mr. Mushnick is like, you need to uh, break up with him again. And she's like, well, he's a professional. And then it cuts to the dentist oh, song. This is probably one of the best. Oh, the it's so good. So it's literally Steve Martin on a green screen riding a motorcycle. But and it's it, very obviously green screen because yeah. you can see some of the green. Yeah. It, but it's like, <laughs> you see cheaper by the dozen, but it's the dad with a leather jacket black like jet black hair just imagine steve martin cosplaying elvis yeah yes. it's so crazy and he's got like bangs honestly he looks real good he looks really good but it's <laughs> he sure so does. weird because mm-hmm. i did not see i've it. never seen him with black hair it's always been the white hair mm-hmm. for me i i've never seen steve martin that way but like in this movie i'm like a little <laughs> Hey, he's not a good sweaty. person. Okay? <laughs> I'm a little sweaty thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> he is having so much fun in this role that you cannot help but have fun with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This whole scene is so energetic. Like, you can just tell that he's enjoying himself. And you're just... The song is so good, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything that's happening. Like, yep. it perfectly explains his character in just one song. And yes. It's fucking awesome. So, basically, his whole thing... Like, the whole song is him saying when i was younger and all the things all the sadistic things that he used to do like kick puppies and and stuff and so his psychopath yeah (laughs) and so his mom was like you know what you should be a dentist (laughs) (laughs) you'll be a success and then there's this one scene where he opens a closet and he's got a shrine to his mom who is ridiculously ugly (laughs) and he goes oh mama and then he he comes out of the closet shuts the door and does the best dance move i have ever seen in my entire life the dab before the dab was a thing but like it's like he uses his legs i can see this being a tiktok dance to be honest yeah i hope so honestly no i don't hope so it's fucking cool as hell like nobody can do it he's just he's perfect but yeah the the whole song is explaining that he's just a super sadist mm-hmm. and he just likes he watching people in pain. pain and he likes to be powerful mm-hmm. and he's literally just going around to his appointments and just hurting them and then just goes off to the next one yeah and it it also makes it very obvious that 
when he uses laughing gas, he, it's not for the patients. It's for him so that he can enjoy the experience more <laughs> and they are not numb. Yeah. Mm. Which he, and he laughs every time he uses it. And like, he can totally play like, he could have at least played yeah. the Joker like back in the day. Like, yeah. He could have been it's a, a very cool good Joker. maniacal laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my, one of my favorite scenes in this part also is when he's, he's like waiting behind a door and he's listening for footsteps and then he like, <laughs> he opens it really fast and knocks out the nurse. <laughs> yeah, he's like, when he dances, he punches the nurse, like, earlier in the scene. Yeah. And then, like, then he smacks her with the fucking door, like, on purpose. Like, I'm like, girl, just quit. <laughs> There's a girl in the waiting room with a doll, and he, like, twists the head off and throws it on the floor. And, and the Yeah, and her and the mom just look at it, like, with their <laughs> mouths open, like, oh. After that scene, he... Um, comes up to the back door of Mr. Mr. Mushnik's shop um, and he meets Seymour and Seymour's basically like, hey, we're closed, you can't go in there and this guy gets up in his face and then Audrey comes out and goes, oh, no, 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 um, that, this is my boyfriend, Oren, who is the dentist mm-hmm. and um, and Seymour is kind of realizing, you know, exactly yeah. how much abuse Audrey is going yeah. through. And um and the Oren is not taking Seymour serious. Like nope. he's just like, Oh yeah, I've heard of you before. Uh You're the plant Seymour. guy, right? Whatever. He like he can't get his name straight yep. in Audrey. He's like, his name is Seymour. And he just he's like, Who's talking to you? And she literally is just like, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm sorry, what? And she has to say I'm sorry, doctor. Doctor. I'm sorry, doctor. <laughs> yeah, he's like Freak. It it's really good acting. Like it's like you start feeling really bad yeah. for her because mm-hmm. it's like you see how much abuse. Like just by his presence, mm-hmm. like he she takes and a lot of abuse. When she whenever she uh, introduces him, it's um she has to say DDC at the end. Oh yeah, because he says or- Orin. I forgot his last yeah. name. and then he turns around and he goes DDC. Like really, she's bad. like DDC DDC. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so then right after he's like, doctor, sorry, doctor. Um, Oren turns to Seymour and goes, you got to train him, right? And, and Seymour's Ooh. just like, you fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 80s movies. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into the uh, store, the flower shop, and he sees yep. uh, Audrey, Audrey too. too. And, and he's-, he's like, what is it? And Seymour's like, it's called an Audrey too. And <laughs> Oren's like, huh. Nice name. Catchy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what an asshole. Like, completely forgets his girlfriend's yep. name. Jesus. Yeah, I love that. I love his, this uh, part because he just has, like, a country accent. Mm-hmm. Because he's just like, hmm, it's big. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it sounds so country. Like, yeah, so it is. funny. Um, and then when they're getting on the on his motorcycle to... Um, leave he's like you got the the handcuffs and she's like all embarrassed she looks at Seymour all shy and she's like they're in my bag gosh oh she about to get pounded oh, yeah, like, they had made a joke before where it was like what let me guess you were tied up and like, oh yeah. it's because she's late she and late. and he made like a metaphorical oh you were tied up and she goes no handcuffed <laughs> It's like oh my god! I was like oh y'all freaky freaky. <laughs> yeah, they she wishes <laughs> there was that type of handcuffed. Oh, maybe that's oh, why she's always no. late. She's it's like what's that movie that they just made? Um, 
where like she's handcuffed. Oh, Gerald's game. Yes. So then Seymour vents to Tui, um, and then he's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna turn in. You have a nice night." And all of his fingers are all bandaged up, and he really treats Tui like, or I'm sorry, Audrey too. Tui is the nickname that Seymour just starts using, and um, and it he really has a relationship or he thinks he has a relationship with this plant. And as he turns to leave, Audrey too just flops over and makes a huge noise. Yeah, because it's like gigantic. So mm-hmm. then it's just like a huge thud. It's big. It's big. <laughs> I've made that thud before. Go ahead. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Stop it. Stop it. And then for the first time, Tui talks. Yeah. And it's like this super deep, like voice mm-hmm. yeah it's it's actually a really good voice i with, love with, with oh. a big thud like that you better it's have a deep voice deep <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect voice for this entity and he goes feed me seymour and seymour goes what do you want me to do slit my wrist and Tui goes ah. <sighs> like he's just like waiting for it so god uh-huh but and then, then the best song yeah my favorite song. I think we've said that about like almost every song. Well, yeah, no, but, but this one is my favorite. Yeah, this one's a really it's good just song. so classic. It's Feed Me Simo, Feed Me All Night Long, which I say very frequently to yeah. Jonathan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, very, I know very well. In more than one way. <laughs> okay, back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then. Basically, he's just trying to convince Seymour that some people aren't worth living or, like, don't deserve a life and that he should go kill someone for Tui. And he's like, I can give you everything that your heart desires. How about one particular girl? Yeah. (laughs) How about that? Audrey. (laughs) (laughs) And I just love that Seymour's like, I don't know if I I know anybody that deserves it. Because, like, okay, this is where you can see, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Rick Miranda's, like, talent because oh. in this scene he goes i don't know but like it's like, like perfect I he like screams know. it oh. i don't know and that was like dentist <laughs> <laughs> in the literally audrey too grabs his head turns it to outside and you see um the dentist and audrey orange so, is his name right yeah orange Orion's on by himself on the bike. Do you want to do it? No, yeah, you go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) So Orin is by himself on the bike. He jumps off and turns around, points at his bike, and it stops by itself. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it's kind of a cool move. (laughs) But um, then he turns around from where he came, and he's like, "Stupid woman." Falls yeah. off the back. It's her fault and, she fell from the bike. Yeah, and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, doctor. I'm sorry. And um, and then he's just like very berating to her. And then they like go into the house. What happened? <laughs> you good? I just wish they had her falling off the bike. <laughs> and see him get all mad. <laughs> Because like, oh. I just want to hear her scream. <laughs> she doesn't seem injured at all. No. no that's the funny part. She looked, her dress was clean. She looked perfectly fine. Honestly, he probably pushed her out. <laughs> like, let's but even real. then, her she's like yeah. all clean. Her hair's all fine. She's just like running on her heels like, oh, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> 
and um and so he's just like berating her the entire way and there's actually a funny blooper here so there <laughs> there's a scene where Oren pushes like these two double doors open and um in the blooper he breaks the glass on the windows of the door oh, and cuts shit. his hands open oh, and i mean it, that's that part's not funny but it's just funny that like he, it's so like dramatic he pushes it open and then the glass just fucking breaks Shatters. and he's oh, like my. trying to play it off to save the scene but so wait is that like the like the scene that we saw no 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 oh, it's okay, a blooper okay 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 but it's it's just funny how like he pushes the doors open so hard that the the glass shatters <laughs> Dude, that's crazy dangerous. Holy mm -hmm. fuck. I do like this scene, though, even though the context of it is really yeah, fucked up. Yeah, it is fucked. But, like, it's the dark. way it's shot is so cool because it they're all in silhouette, and it's like they the go into the The lines are down, and they're shooting from outside of the building into the window, and so you just see the silhouette. Yeah. yeah. But, like, literally, it's, like, the context is literally, like, him grabbing her and swinging her around and then just, like, slaps her in the face. And mm -hmm. Seymour, you see Seymour looking straight at that. It, but I love that the neon sign is, like, that's, like, the open neon sign. Mm -hmm. It used like to be blue, and now... It's, like, red, because Seymour's seeing red. Yes. And he's, like, angry as hell. And he starts oh, screaming okay, his yeah, song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so now they're screaming, he sure do look like plant food to me. And it turns into a country song all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, and then the entire movie comes to a standstill for four minutes because Bill Murray comes in. Yeah, which, honestly, worth it. <laughs> yeah. It is the most memorable four minutes of any movie ever. Yeah, so Bill Murray literally just plays, like, a masochist, and he literally just goes to see the dentist so he can get pain because he's like he this dentist doesn't give a fuck and yeah he's like this is what i need and you can like see the excitement he's sitting on the chair but like With, in a way he's he's got his feet on the chair and he's crouching down and he's like kind of bouncing like up gay. and down is like a little kid is he supposed to be like gay i don't know i don't know i, I think mean, he's just really that's what into I took, pain that's what i took for, okay i, I, mean, I don't know if it's because be. the guy the dentist is a guy i felt like he was like oh this dentist i mean yeah because he right he, I mean, it seemed like he wanted also the dentist and when the dentist tells him like an order, he's just like, yes, doctor. Like, yeah. He's just like very sexual, like towards him. I, I think they were going more for just that he would be into anybody that would give him pain like yeah, that. That's true. But it could be their way of putting someone gay into it because yeah. it was the time where like yeah. it was it was a it, it was, was taboo. Were, yeah. And gay was not a cool thing in the 80s. Yeah. Was, yeah. Unfortunately. But this scene honestly it does it does feel random as hell mm -hmm. like it's obviously not needed at all this no. entire scene was improvised oh you know what it did feel like it to me at least bill murray well but bill like, murray he's an improv actor yeah that's true but i do love it because i would love to see that steve martin was like hey we're gonna have this scene with seymour that he's gonna come in and do something but then they just have Bill Murray and he has no idea what the fuck is happening. <laughs> and Bill Murray's just like this this masochist and being all sexual towards him. And I just imagine Steve Martin being like, what the fuck is happening? But I'm an actor, so I need to just, yeah. you know, play along. <laughs> because that's what happened. It's like I Bill Murray's character is just like, I oh. do not know how Steve Martin kept a straight face. I would have been like, oh, I like this. <laughs> 
so he's like, get in the fucking seat. Well, he doesn't say fucking, but he he's like, have. yeah, he's like, get in the seat. And he's like, yes, doctor. <laughs> but before he gets in the seat, there's this little girl that comes out of the room first. Oh, and she yeah. has like the saw trap on and he liked it. He's like, oh, did that hurt? Did that feel good? And this and girl can't even talk. She's just like, ah, ah, yeah. ah. And he's just like, you should consider yourself lucky, girl. Yep. And like, he goes like jumps all giddy to the on the chair helps him set up he has his own little handkerchief like yep. he puts on he puts on all the foam in his hand and you see uh see martin like the the doctor pretty much like fuck with his mouth pretty much with like different tools and, and when he's showing so, off the tools see martin is just like fainting and like falling he, like, over hits his head on the dentist light and it's so fucking funny he's just like in love with this doctor and, and bill so, murray my love you says steve martin also the entire oh, yeah, time yeah. you don't really like because you're focusing on the scene so much and he's just rambling so you're not really paying attention to what he says but if you do pay attention he's talking about a woman dentist that he used to go to an old lady who has lost her sight and you tell her what's wrong and she just kind of digs around in there until she finds the problem and he's like i wish i had that kind of uh stamina like that's who i hope to be when i grow up it's just like what Uh, he's just talking nonsense at this point it's he's perfect in every way yeah well have you ever seen caddyshack Mm -mm. oh well bill murray was supposed to only be like five minutes in five minutes of the movie but Mm -hmm he they wrote him into every like the majority of the movie and not even with lines like literally they just put him in scenes and he, he's completely improv and he's the main part of the movie now Dude, that's awesome holy shit i mean he's he, just he's fabulous he's an iconic actor like that's just... they, they should put me in a movie as improv see oh, what yeah. i come up with <laughs> I feel like you will start fighting people. Like, <laughs> oh, like, you're gonna get tired. Can of you it. give me that cupcake, bitch? What the fuck you mean? Get you that cupcake? <laughs> and everyone's just like, oh fuck. No, no, that's not how the scene's supposed to go. You call like, me to improv, so I'm improvising. So fuck you. <laughs> you bad, bad girls episode. <laughs> the the improving starts being your improv. Yeah. <laughs> um. But then this is when we see while you know the doctor is. Taking yes. care of Bill Murray. So now it it goes back to the front door of the dentist office and Seymour slips in and sits down and um and you just hear Bill Murray in the back shouting, Oh, yes, yes, like candy groaning. bar, candy well, bar, that, candy that's bar. What, that's why I thought it was like insinuating like a like a gay scene. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it just sounds like two men in the room, you know. Mm-hmm. Which I was Getting like dicky. Which I was imagining <laughs> things of Steve Martin and Bill Murray. <laughs> But then we see that Seymour has a gun on his pocket mm-hmm. and he puts it on like, his jacket. Yeah, and he's like shaking. Like, yeah, he's Seymour's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good song. They like, should put that in the movie. Turned into a musical. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is now a musical. <laughs> um, and then, so by the time he's done, Oren is obviously like done with bill murray's character which yeah. they don't give him a name yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah that's true they don't they don't give him a name. yeah he's just the masochist <laughs> he probably i just imagine him being like on set like some just some actors just like go to a set and say hi to everyone bill murray just showed up and they're like hey you want to be in this scene and he's just, <laughs> just like oh fuck it let's do it i mean hey yeah and so he's 
Oren is basically like kicking this guy out and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so as he's pushing him out the door, he feels something in his pocket and he pulls out one of his instruments and Bill Murray just goes, oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all we see from him. Like he's gone from the scene. <laughs> and then Oren storms off, but then turns around back to Seymour and gets in his face and he's like, let me ask you something. This would scare you, right? And Seymour's like, yes. <laughs> and so he's like, all right, well, get in that fucking chair. <laughs> and um, so then he he's basically looking in Seymour's mouth for two seconds and he's like, you need a root canal. <laughs> and then pulls out this drill that's going so slow because he's got to pump it with his foot. Like, Yeah, it's like a manual, like instead of the electrical ones that they use that yeah. like shoots you like, know. it was you an know, old timey one that was rusty and dull mm-hmm. yeah you know the old like pottery wheels where you have to pump them with your yeah, foot the whole time just like that you have to do that with this dull or with this drill and um and seymour's obviously panicking and orin goes i'm gonna need some gas for this and seymour's like thank god and he's like no not for you <laughs> 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 i find it increases increases my pleasure enormously and um so while he's got his back turned putting on this whole uh it's like a suit yeah it's like a suit that's like pumping and like laughing gas into Mm -hmm. his nose Mm -hmm. and he's just cracking up the entire time but he's like all muffled because it's like like squeezing his nose or whatever yeah it's really and he's like maniacally laughing which the laughing slowly turns less maniacal and more like like actual hysterics yeah Mm -hmm. and um while he's got his back turned seymour like pulls a gun really shakily and then he's like oh no no," and he puts it back in his pocket (laughs) (laughs) and then um and then finally when seymour gets the courage to to pull the gun out the guy tries to orin tries to turn the gas off but breaks it instead and he's like asking Seymour for help and he's like I could, you don't understand I could fix and Seymour's just kind of watching it and um and then finally Oren is like falling down the wall and he's like what I ever do to you <laughs> and Seymour says nothing it's what you did to her and Oren goes her who <laughs> oh her, her. <laughs> and no. then he dies but this scene would have been so much better if he just went her who and then dies. Yeah. I hate that he notices who her yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those that's like he still ended up dying as an asshole because he he still forgot about Audrey. Yeah, but like I just think it would have been even better if he didn't even remember that's who it true. was. That's true. I didn't want to see more to shoot him because I was like, doesn't the plant need blood? So why would you that's shoot him true. and then waste oh. blood? Mm-hmm. And doesn't he have? Like basically anesthetic in his blood now. Would that put the the plant to sleep? I mean, well, and let's not get it into might. it. It's also a movie about a gigantic Suspend talking your plant. Disbelief. <laughs> well, I think by the time he got to the plant, it was out of his body. Yeah. Yeah. But this, yeah, when he dies, I don't know. For some reason, like it just, even though he's such an asshole, like it just feels weird. Like it feels wrong. I don't know. It just feels re- for me at least. It just yeah, felt this so is the first time. It's the first time that you actually feel the darkness of the movie, I think. Because it's like, he doesn't die in a regular way. Like, okay, like, he had a gun, so you're like, oh, okay, he's probably going to shoot him Mm -hmm. dead. No, he, like, kills him. He overdoses, pretty much. It's so fucked. If you think about it in the metaphorical way, Seymour is not only 
putting himself at, in danger for his greed anymore. He's now, you know, sacrificing other people's lives. Yeah. And the doctor died by the way he was uh he was mistreating Audrey because Audrey was being suffocated by him. You know, with Ooh. all these ways, so he died by suffocation. That's that's a good insight. Thank you. I like it. Carlos, good job. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty smart. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. I like it. But no, th- do, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, man. I do like that it wasn't necessarily by uh, Seymour's hands, though. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he, his hands are still technically clean, in a way. And yeah. He let him, I mean. He let him exfix. Yeah. It's kind of like in Breaking Bad, where it's like, Walter doesn't really I mean, he's killed people, but, like, a lot of the times, it's, like, he kind of, like, let him die. Yeah. Like, he kind of just saw them. It's, like, yeah. It, it's he still, it's, he could have done something about it's it. It's like it's, Tucker and Dale. The, the, the kids yeah, killed each other on accident. They think it's them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, it, there's a word for it that I can't think of, but it's similar to, like, a lie by omission. Yeah. But it's, like, a crime by something. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't think of the word. Yeah, me neither. Okay, so now Seymour has Oren in a body bag in this next scene, and he's pulling him downstairs, and he, like, stops for a second and looks around, and um, and while he's looking around, the body just falls down the rest of the stairs. <laughs> and this body is super, super stiff. Like, rigor mortis <laughs> yeah. set in real quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Like, it, it's... I mean, a body would be a lot heavier, mm-hmm. but it's like it's just so funny how goofy it looks. Like it just because it wouldn't go down that straight either. It yeah, just, it would be. It would still be kind of wormy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, he's like dragging it along the street, and then he comes up to the curb and just hits the head on <laughs> the curb really hard, and he's like, "Oh god!" <laughs> <laughs> and then um, he makes it to the shop unseen. He pulls it in front of um, Audrey Tui, and Tui's like. Chop it up. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck me. Yeah. So then he goes to the back and with an axe, chops it up. But this shot is really cool. Yeah. I do love how they show the sh- like how he's chopping oh, it off mm-hmm. because it's like it's like a like a really strong light that's like hitting him. And like you can see like his silhouette with the axe like yeah. pointing upwards and chopping it down. But it's like you see his silhouette like on the building. Yeah. And it looks really cool. It looks awesome. Because yeah. it's, it's lightning, isn't it? Is it lightning? It's because it's flashing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's lightning. like lightning, I guess, to his side. And mm-hmm. it like it's reflecting like his shadow onto the building. But you see it. It's every time he goes to chop. Yeah. It's like you see the lightning. Mm-hmm. I like that one. And I think that is a reference to Psycho. Oh, oh, that would make sense. The, the okay. knife. Yeah. 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 Because it's like, it's exactly almost yeah. like it. Um, And then this that's is... when Mushnik arrives. Yes. So this whole time, he's just dragged a body throughout town and nobody's seen him. But then mm-hmm. his boss does. Yeah. And then his boss comes in. Yeah, he kind of sees this the shadow, this, the shadow on the building, and he's just yeah. like, <gasps> "Well, like, he, you can see he looks through the oh, fence. Yeah, yeah he right. walks up to the fence like the mom did, and on something weird about the Johnsons. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he sees um Seymour doing this and just runs away. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of funny because Seymour had tied some newspapers to like his abdomen area. But like, didn't have any protection over his face or his arms or anything. But he's perfectly clean. <laughs> Movie magic, yeah. <laughs> and then um, he feeds the the parts of Orin 
to the plant. Yeah, that's that's so fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty dark. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Tui is like, <laughs> while we were watching it the first time, I was like, that is my dog. Because <laughs> yeah. when you give her a treat, she like bites your hand off, basically. Yeah, and it's though you see the plant like literally holding on to Seymour's hand. Yeah, it, it's and so funny. Yeah. It's like it's so personified it's great and he's like more 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 um so the next morning you see that uh seymour's bed has been untouched and he's sitting next to the bed and completely oh i was doing dramatic effects oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) seymour's next to the bed and he is completely like just anxiety he's the embodiment of anxiety mm-hmm. and then he hears like a police monitor like the radio the police mm-hmm. radio and so he goes over to check it out and it's really cute because you just see his head in like the basement window so it's like just his eyes <laughs> and up <laughs> and um and then he gets dressed really quick so he goes to talk to Audrey and he's like, what did they want? He's super sus. <laughs> like immediately he's like keeps checking over his shoulder. Yeah. It's like literally like he's at full alert. Like, I mean, he just killed. I mean, not kill somebody, but he he fed somebody to a plant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no evidence. Who's going to believe a ki- that someone has a killer plant? That's yeah, true. Yeah. Nobody knows what he feeds you yeah. know, Audrey. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, what did they want? And. She basically just tells him that they think that there's foul play with Oren. And she's like, they think, they think, oh, I can't even think about what they think. <laughs> I love that she just leaves, goes down these stairs and just stands on a wall like. <laughs> yeah, she just like, like puts her hand on yeah. her forehead. <laughs> well, like, you couldn't go in your house. <laughs> <laughs> and Seymour's like uh isn't this a good thing yeah like is it really that bad right. i mean you were getting beat you know and audrey is like i can't believe you would say something like that but it's a great thing <laughs> <laughs> um and she's basically thinking it, it's a miracle but still feels bad and so seymour is like consoling her um, no, he's not consoling her. He's trying to get his dick wet at that point. Well, yeah, and I think she feels bad because she says that she wished it. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, like well, they have this whole breakout song where mm-hmm. it's like, and it's like she's such a good person. Yeah, like she feels like she doesn't deserve, you know, like a guy like Seymour. He she deserves a guy like Orman that treats her bad because she at one point, you know, she was. You know, a bad person that would yeah. wear bad clothing. Yeah, not... she's like, low apparel. <laughs> not classy like this one. <laughs> so that's why she deserves a shitty guy yeah. like Mormon. Oh, I'm sorry, I have the, the exact quote here. It's cheap and tasteless outfits, not like nice ones like this one. <laughs> she acted like she used to shop at Walmart and then started shopping at Target. Like, <laughs> girl. <laughs> okay, they've made a very big deal about where... She met Oren. She goes, I met him in the gutter. And and Seymour's like, the gutter? And then she like goes on to explain that it's like a nightclub, basically. Yeah. But I feel like that was a reference that I just couldn't find. Possibly. I was just thinking like it might have been like a little joke. Like it was like a little joke. And then they had to explain because we don't know that the gutter is a, you know, a place in that world. It's like a little world building. 
as yeah. well. Because like if she would have been like, oh, we went to the gutter, we would have been like, what the fuck is that? So she like mentions it like it's a I little think joke. It's also playing on like it's a this terrible place because when you say yeah. I met him in the gutter, you're thinking like sewers. Yeah, yeah true. Well, I still thinking like back in the eighties, if you notice any movie that they went to a bar or something, the bar always looked dirty. It was always nasty and nasty, yeah. and it's like uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's probably why. Yeah. Well, yeah. she was this like a okay. So she says that she used to work there. So was she like a stripper? I think so. I think that's. I think what that's the what they're trying okay. to say. Because I was like, I sense. mean, yeah. And, like, she got, and he's a doctor, you know. Hard day at work. They got the money. They go to the strip club. Yeah. She she explains that when Mr. Mushnix wasn't making so much, like when they didn't really have any business there, she would work in the gutter. Okay. Okay, I see. And now it's like almost on the tip of my tongue. There's like a saying about working in the gutter. Oh, I don't know. Like when I just thought, like, keep your mind out of the gutter. Like that's I. That's maybe the only thing that comes to mind. To be I don't honest. know. Anyways, they break into this fabulous song where Ellen Green finally gets to break out the full range of her amazing voice. Yeah. This woman is so fucking talented. I Every time I watch this scene, and it's been quite a few times, <laughs> I get chills. Yeah. She has a fucking great voice. Like She shows it off like crazy in mm-hmm. this one scene. Mm-hmm. That's very good. And this is a whole duet where it's like, Seymour's confessing his love to her right. and she is kind of like, I and do feel the same way, but I don't deserve you pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it's called Suddenly Seymour. And I think that with the lyrics, they did a very good job depicting what a uh, psychological trauma she's been through. Yeah. Because the, at one point he comes up to her and he's like, suddenly Seymour's standing beside you and he like goes to embrace her and, and she's like, wait, you have to be patient with me. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that people like me, losers like me, don't, like they're not comfortable with with somebody who's so perfect. Yeah. Amen, girl. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and I have the best fun fact about this song, and I'm actually really disappointed. They, well, okay, I am disappointed, but I'm also not disappointed. Okay. They could have made this, like, a radio uh, song. Like, Mm -hmm. it could have been extremely popular on the radio. They had a deal prepared if they were to change Suddenly Seymour into Suddenly Someone. What? Oh, because it would just it would be gener- general, general for everyone. Mm-hmm. What? So if they were if they would have been willing to um change it to suddenly someone, which I'm proud of them for not yeah like, sticking to their guns. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I'm like that would have been a great song yeah, for everybody fuck, to know. That's so cool. Like that song is so good. Like it is it's, so good. The context of the movie, like it's so great. Like mm-hmm. you can't just change it and like okay, here's a new song. Like yeah. no, this is this. That's the song. I'm yeah, pretty sure there's a cover similar. out there with someone. That's I'm true. Sure. If there isn't, Sydney, I'm just saying, free market. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the whole song, she's saying they're saying. Suddenly Seymour, Seymour's my friend or Seymour's your friend. Um, And then the very last um, sentence is Seymour's my man. And I like that. Yeah. I don't know why, but this whole scene, I felt like it was like they couldn't show a sex scene. So this was like their version of a sex (laughs) scene where it's like them just singing. And I was like, damn, they're getting freaky dicky, but it's just they're just singing at each other's face. And then they kiss. 
Yeah. yeah. And fun fact, after the scene they did. They, they got yeah, freaky they just, dookie. they just got deleted because it was too much. <laughs> they showed everything. Yeah, it was too much. <laughs> yeah, in the director's cut, along with the alternate <laughs> ending, they also have a sex scene. Yeah, it's a fun fact that we made up. <laughs> <laughs> Their sex scene is called Little Shop of Horror. Of horror. <laughs> Don't Google that. Suddenly Seymour <laughs> Suddenly Seymour came. That's the name of the, <laughs> the, name of the scene. <laughs> um, oh yeah. And then another thing I totally forgot to mention this, but the only thing I could think of in that scene where um there's the the Audrey 2 and Seymour are singing at each other in Feed Me Seymour when they're singing the guy sure do look like plant food to me. Um, and they are in each other's like mouths, basically. Yeah. Like this plant only eats blood. It drinks blood. Drinks blood. Does does that? I mean, his breath can't be good. Yeah, that's true. It's like all irony. It smells like a bag of pennies. Mm. Like like dead animal. Yeah. Ugh. Unless, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's I mean, also a plant, nasty. so yeah. maybe he smells good. Like has pheromones or yeah, some shit like that. Photosynthesis. I don't know. <laughs> Photosynthesis, there you go. But every carnivorous plant smells bad. Maybe he's sponsored by Quip and he, you know, brushes his teeth, sponsor us Quip. <laughs> you see how, like, I'm so good with advertisement. You're, you're like, I'll fit you in anywhere. I like how he's anywhere, advertising anywhere. himself there. <laughs> Just saying. Just email us at whoredaddies at gmail.com. Yep. <laughs> I like that we make commercial time, but it's just a commercial for us. <laughs> for to literally get us to get sponsors. It might take us somewhere. <laughs> it might. You don't know who's listening. Um Okay. So then um in my notes, I just wrote suddenly Seymour. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um so then Seymour comes home and he's all like dazed and and like blissful and Tui's opening doors for him so he can just walk through them and he's still dazed and it's it's kind of a cute scene. Yeah. But then Mushnik confronts him. Dun dun dun. So does. Mm-hmm. He said, "Bitch, what the fuck was that that I saw?" And the the music gets tense in the background and um and. Mushnik goes, little red dots, little red dots all over the linoleum. I almost couldn't say linoleum. (laughs) It was paint, sir. I was painting a canvas. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, new project coming soon. You're so so crazy. (laughs) And then um, in the background, you hear Audrey start singing. And it is, it's eerie, but it also sounds so good. Mm -hmm. And he's like... Um, basically, like, he's got your number now. Ah, so good. And then finally, Seymour, not finally, Seymour immediately confesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, he it fits the, the character. It yeah, fits the character. But he, I mean, he didn't kill, I mean, he double killed him. Well, he didn't kill him. He, <laughs> and he, he, also, he let him die, and then he killed him. But he's also doing it for Mushnik, in a way, because he's it's, yeah, getting it's business. business for Mushnik. Yeah, that's true. And um, and then as soon as he confesses, um, Audrey too goes. I think it's supper time, and it's, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So then, Mushnik pulls a gun on him, 
on Seymour and um, like leads him up the stairs and is basically like, we're going to the, the cops right now. Same gun that Seymour had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So he stole it from, from Mushnik. Yes, he did. Um, and so right as Seymour's about to open the door, Mushnik leans over and closes the door and um, and basically is blackmailing Seymour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can get you a one-way ticket out of here. You just have to tell me how to take care of this plant. He's going to show you for sure. <laughs> I did like this shot. Yeah. yeah. I, so during this shot, you know how it's all close-ups of mm-hmm. the, the, the two faces? Well, they were trying to do over-the-shoulder sh- shots also, but they couldn't because one of them kept like smiling or something. And mm. so they could only get one person at a oh, time. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> they're just cracking up the entire time. Like that entire scene, they just were cracking each other what up. The fuck? They could not get through it. So then, um, that's when Tui leans over and opens his mouth, and Seymour starts telling him how to take care of um, Audrey too. Audrey too, but in the most basic ways possible. Like, yeah. like every other week, he gets this amount of minerals, and this is and- when you. F- you water him mm-hmm. and um he's slowly backing mushnik into the plant and he's like but whatever you do and mushnik's like uh-huh whatever you do uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> and then mushnik finally realizes that there's something behind him he turns around and he goes what the hell is this and um like leans over into his mouth and Tui just snaps closed yes. and Seymour is disgusted. Yeah. It's like a really gruesome scene because it's like you see the animatronic like or whatever the puppet. And yeah. I remember this guy's guy's, uh, claustrophobic. Yeah. And he's literally inside and you see his feet dangling out and he just like swallows him. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Like it looks really good. Like they did a great job. Couldn't he just ha- eat in the dentist like this? Did Seymour I have mean, to go through all of that? I think it's just supposed to be because it's he's like you know he's preppy. bigger now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that that is also true. Yeah. He is also bigger. I thought it was more like he's in power, so he's like, do this for me. Like he has, he's in control of Seymour. Yeah. But that I mean, too. that is also true. He is also a lot bigger. I, I'm trying to figure out the metaphor behind it because there's gotta be one. Well, I mean. Seymour was in danger so if he would have hurt Seymour then he's not gonna get any more food yeah that's true so it's like Seymour's the hand that feeds him exactly so it's like that's why he never you know how many times he had the chance to eat Seymour but he just never did it's just like I need to defend him because he's the way to me getting bigger and yeah he's the mm, only way he's the only one who knows what I eat Mm mm-hmm um, so you can see that this is like eating up Seymour inside, but Seymour is still getting all of these like deals with magazines, with t- television, like everybody wants, like everybody wants to, what's the word? Everybody wants to make money out of the plant. Yeah. Yeah. So then the three girls start singing, um, the meek are going to get what's coming to them, which is also a pretty forgettable song. Um, (laughs) and it's just a montage of Seymour getting famous. Um, and then 
now it, it cuts to the scene where they're filming something with Seymour and it almost seems like it's the first time Seymour's seen the plant since he's eaten Mushnik because he's stunned by the size of yeah. Dewey. Yeah. He is. Like, it's kind of like, incredible, like, how oh, big yeah. he is and, like, it, I don't know, I guess putting everything into perspective, like, when this movie was made and everything, it's just, yeah. like, it looks so fucking crazy. 13 that, feet. That's, wow. That I mean, is it gets bigger, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> no, this is the biggest it gets. Well, it was just a joke. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, yeah, Tui's almost like kissing the ceiling. Yeah. Um. Okay. So while they are filming this TV show, what? Which this is also a part where I'm like, why is Seymour allowing all of these people next to Tui? I'd be like, y'all need to get back. <laughs> I he can't be suspicious about it. Yeah, but I thought here like. Audrey too was gonna get all buck wild crazy start attacking yeah, everybody. I, I was like, oh, this is gonna get good. <laughs> um and Seymour, he kind of just seems torn up about all of the fame. Like he's not enjoying it yeah, at mean, all. He's getting tortured. Like he's yeah. he's already had to like chop up a person, witness someone getting murdered, like yeah. Like yeah, he's not dark. himself anymore. Mm-hmm. Um so then oh yeah, and also Mushnik was basically his adoptive father. Oh, that's true. I didn't even, oh, yeah. yeah. So he had to watch his... His know, capture, his captor die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, so after Tui falls, he kind of has this meltdown and he's like, everybody get out. I have to feed it. And he's like, okay, so feed the goddamn plant. The... the uh, host of this new tv show is like just feed the goddamn plant real quick and he's like i can't i can't feed it i can't feed it you guys just need to leave just everybody get out and everybody's just kind of confused i would have been like hmm, audrey show him what you could do baby <laughs> <laughs> but then audrey comes up um and she like lightly slaps him <laughs> Just to like bring him back yeah, to the present. It, and it was just it's so actually kind of cute. Like she just kind of like slaps him a little bit <laughs> in the face. But yeah, he just like snaps back into reality. Yeah. And um, I think at this point, <laughs> um, Jonathan was like, oh, the abused becomes the abusee. <laughs> or the abuse, abuser. Abuser. Sorry. <laughs> True too. Um, and then. So at that point, Seymour runs out of the store and Audrey goes, I wish you were enjoying your success. And then she lets him know that um, like no harm was done. But, um, you know, she just wishes that things like he wasn't so torn up about Mm -hmm. whatever's going on. And um, and she lets him know that tomorrow they're coming back with money. And he goes, they're coming back with money. Let's run away. (laughs) Yeah. And then he asks her to marry him. And she goes, this is so sudden. (laughs) This poor girl, like, her ex-boyfriend just died. Her (laughs) boss is missing. She just got a boyfriend. And the same day she got, uh, well, the next day, I guess. It's also the 60s. Well, there was also a montage of him getting a bunch of interviews. So it could be a couple weeks later. And if you notice, her outfits are much more classy. Like, she's not dressing like a slut anymore. Yeah. Which, no shame to those who dress like that. Girl, if you can rock it, I'm proud of it. Yeah. Hell yeah. She looked good. Just saying. They make this plan to run away. 
and Seymour packs all of his stuff and is like slowly tiptoeing over the vines of Tui, who is still knocked over onto the floor. And as he goes to open the door, Tui goes, feed me. And um, Seymour goes, no. And then Tui demands it. And he goes, feed me. <laughs> and Seymour says, no. And then Tui starts pleading and he goes, feed me. <laughs> I just found it funny because he's like, obviously manipulating him, yeah, trying yep. all of the ways. Yeah. Pitiful, demanding, and then pleading. And then... Um, I guess that's not really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in the context of like a, a plant. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Seymour yeah. refuses and then, um, but he does like try to make a compromise of going to the market to get him some butchered meat. And, um, Tui's like, well, don't do me any favors. And while Seymour is gone, he calls Audrey. Which this is kind of a cute scene because like he's using his like vines and everything and he's like very personified in this moment because he's like getting the coin and putting it in the thing and then you see like three of his vines tapping like their fingers. Yeah. Like impatient. So yeah, for the kids that don't understand, back in the day we used to actually pay for phone calls um, on these telephones <laughs> that are outside. So he put a coin in the phone to make the phone call. It's like that Maroon 5 song. I'm at a payphone. Yeah, payphones. So for those of you that don't that, know what that is. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. There's a whole generation that doesn't know you what it is. You know what's crazy? I'm sure they know what it is. I don't think oh, so. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. I'm you know scared. what's crazy? When someone asks for your ID and they go, oh, never mind. You have a one. In, you, your first number in the year is a one. Oh. Because oh. 2000 babies are already turning 21 this year. Holy shit. That's true. Oh, wow. don't stop. I feel old. <laughs> Let's keep on talking about the movie. Yep. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so then he makes a call and um and he's like complimenting Audrey over the phone but in song. Um and he's like, you looking mighty fine. It's kind of like a sexy song. And Audrey's like, who is this? And um and she's like in a wedding dress. She was just packing. She like neatly put her little stuffed dog into her suitcase. And then um, and then she's like, Seymour, is that you? Yeah, because Seymour went from geeky white kid to like a voluptuous black man voice. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. like, no, it's definitely not Seymour. <laughs> then Audrey notices through the window because she lives right across the street from the shop she notices in the window that the plant is talking to her and she just drops the phone and goes straight over there yeah. like you dumb fucking idiot <laughs> like i don't know you should probably hang up call seymour if anything uh, maybe call seymour maybe like just don't go over there yeah also no cell phones in the 60s that's true oh that's yeah that's true. well she can go out there and call seymour the old-fashioned way <laughs> <laughs> seymour <laughs> So she's like, is this really happening? And Audrey 2 goes, and you're not in Kansas neither. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then it was really funny because while Audrey's on his way, he hangs up the phone, but then pulls down the lever and like checks if, to see if oh, there's yeah, any coin true. that comes out. <laughs> that's such a little detail. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, so then while Audrey is there, he's like, um, basically assaulting her with his vines and he's like, he keeps pulling up her, her skirt and she keeps pushing it back down. So fun fact during one of the bloopers while they're doing this, one of them like went up like and basically fucked her. Oh my <laughs> and she god. She had to be like, Oh my god, we're stopping. Yeah. It was it was a not to evil dead. It wasn't it wasn't on purpose. Oh, it was evil dead. Wow. <laughs> oh my god, the references. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he's basically just singing about how thirsty he is. Um, And there's a double meaning to it because yeah. Audrey thinks, like, he just wants water. But it's like he thirsty, thirsty. Yeah. Like, he wants something, something. Okay, maybe a triple blood? meaning then. Yeah. <laughs> he wants blood, blood, pussy, and oh, water. <laughs> and water, yeah. Mm. He thirsty. Ew. <laughs> so Audrey's basically like, I don't know if I should. Well let me wait for Seymour and then she's like okay well let me go get the watering can because she's just really uncomfortable he keeps pulling up her skirt and shit yeah and then um when she comes back with the watering can she goes all right here I come and then he's like yeah you do and then grabs her and puts his puts her in his mouth and then bye <laughs> see yeah. you later and then um Seymour comes in and Audrey's legs are like flailing, <laughs> <laughs> and it, honestly, it's a good, it's a good yeah, it's really scene. funny. I thought they were gonna kill her off. I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> well, this is where the ending split. So I'm gonna go with the ending that they released first, and then I'll come back and explain the original ending. So Seymour. Um, gets Audrey out of Audrey 2. And then um, I wonder if there's like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Seymour gets Audrey out of Audrey 2. And then he pulls her back out of the shop and is like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And then falls over and he's like, no. <laughs> so then he kind of talks to Audrey a little bit about what's been going on. And he's like, I should have stopped it as soon as I found out what it eats. But uh, like you started to like me and I started to get all of the success. And I like, I just didn't know what to do, basically. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, well, I think it's time that something changes basically and so he goes to uh confront audrey too and um that's when he says he's gonna bust that pod wide open yeah <laughs> <laughs> bust something else wide open oh okay audrey <laughs> no me oh oh oh, oh. oh. Plot twist. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's marrying Audrey. Calm down. Uh, just because I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a cover up. <laughs> we already said that it's taboo to be gay in the 80s. Before he goes out to confront Audrey too, they start singing. They break out to, into Suddenly Seymour again. And that's when Jim Belusi cuts them off. And he's like, if you two kids could stop singing for just a moment. <laughs> Wait, who? Jim Belusi. He's the guy that like is. Like the salesman? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. He's another guest star. Um, and I, I, 
I don't know. Is he breaking the fourth wall in a musical when he asks the musical he is. people? Yeah. yeah, he is. Because it's like usually in musicals, it's like it's that's like, like they, nobody knows exactly. what they're singing. Exactly. It's just like a, something that happens and they just go about their day. Yeah. So I guess technically by he him is. telling us stop the music that we know he knows where they he knows we know that they know that we know. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> My mind is this is too much. So I guess they break the fourth wall in in both endings. Spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah. So yeah, just just continue with this one. Okay. Yeah. So oh so <laughs> since this is back in the sixties, he says that this idea of his is gonna be bigger than hula hoops. <laughs> and I just thought that was a funny line. That's so crazy. Yeah, and then, yeah. then Artie's like, hula hoops. <laughs> <laughs> hula hoops. Um he wants to take cuttings of Tui and sell them in as baby Tuis and he thinks that it's gonna bust the market wide open. And like um, that pod. <laughs> <laughs> like this pod. Oh. Cast. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and then um that's when Seymour really gets that conviction that he's like, we gotta stop this vegetable. He says that. And then <laughs> And then, um, oh no, he says, this is between me and the vegetable. <laughs> Honestly, when he said sell it to every house in the market, I was like, oh, I want this ending. Yeah. That I, mean, I, I, I was like, oh, I want this. It's like, yeah. a, like an invasion. But like, then eventually they're going to run out of humans. And they took over. They do kind of hint at the original ending yeah, a in this bit. new ending. But again, finish yeah, this we'll ending. Yeah, we'll get yeah. to it. Um, Weren't there 51 plants, right? people in the town never mind huh Wait, well, there was 50 or what earlier 51 people puppeteers that were working audrey uh, on what just the one just the the last just this song the mm-hmm. green green the yeah, 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 big yeah. green mother this yeah. next song they had 51. 51 people so that's why i said like one for each state plus yeah. Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> u.s territory u.s yeah that's true u.s territory so before they break into song uh seymour goes into confront audrey too and he goes you're trying to take over the world aren't you and (laughs) audrey goes no shit sherlock and then they break into big green mother from outer space and that's when Seymour for the first time is like outer space. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, motherfucker. Like, where the fuck do you think he came from? Earth to Seymour. <laughs> Earth to Seymour. <laughs> where were you the whole entire movie? Yeah. Okay, so this is one of my favorite stories to tell. So at one point, Seymour grabs a gun and shoots at Audrey, but he, like, looks away while he shoots, and I think it's out of shame because Audrey was once his friend. And um, and Audrey, while he's looking away, grabs the gun and starts shooting. He shoots more than six shots, apparently, and Jonathan, the first time I showed him this movie, goes, that was more than six shots. <laughs> and I went, babe... <laughs> It's a talking plant that's shooting a gun. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I'm like, it's not even reloading. He just keeps shooting. It's just like... It's he a- shot him six times. <laughs> <laughs> that was more than six because it's a revolver. Yeah, and it, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's suspend my disbelief, I guess. It is about a fucking talking plant, killer plant. <laughs> From outer space. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and then there's another scene where um, there's vines that are like shooting into the wall because it's cornering Seymour. And um, at this point, it's funny to watch without the vines because the vines, they they did it afterwards. Um, and so like because they didn't want to danger the guy that played Seymour. Um, they just kind of had him look in the right places at the right time. And so they would just name things that were in the room and he would look at them like all surprised. Oh, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And then um, one of the cleverest things they did when the song says, I'm going to bust your balls, it hits him like the vine stabs him in the balls, but it is a cadaver. It's not actually the... Um, the actor? The actor that so is it's a there. So it's a dead body cadaver? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you said cadaver. Yeah. cadaver. Yeah, you did say I that. I meant mannequin <laughs> or whatever it's called. Mannequin, sure. <laughs> and and um, so it, it hits him in the balls for real, but it's not the actual actor. But if you look at it, you cannot tell where the cut is. Yeah. Like even the smooth. people, yeah, even the people who worked on that scene can't like when they're watching it they can't tell where the cut is even though they did it themselves yeah that's pretty cool i think it's a, the sweeping shot because yeah. i think it does have a sweeping shot yeah it goes from his face it, down it, to his balls really quick yeah so it's like it cuts right there but it's just so seamlessly that you can't it looked like it. it stabbed him in the balls and i was like where's the blood because it looked like it hit him hard in. oh i mean yeah. he, he is he is he likes blood so <laughs> i would assume Okay. And then um, <laughs> in an interview, they did say that the puppeteer's aim wasn't that good. And that's why they did it separately. Um, uh, I see, I see. Because they just, they didn't want to hurt him. Um, so then the, uh, Audrey 2 starts pulling like the foundation Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. the whole building starts collapsing onto Seymour. And that's when Seymour grabs, like, his just his arm shoots out of the rubble and grabs a very large uh, electric, electric cable. cable, yes, and um, stabs it into one of the vines of Tui. And Tui goes, oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> and then the electricity looks like 80s electricity. It looks yeah. like shopping mall, like... Yeah. <laughs> Like CGI. Um, and then there's like a hero entry through the smog while Audrey is all anxiety. And then um, they have a happily ever after. They go into the exact house that um, they they live in the exact house that Audrey had in her vision when she was singing somewhere green. Um, and I think that was basically just because they didn't really have much of the budget left at this point. So, so they, they were reuse. reusing. I see that. Yeah. I mean, I can see that she got her dream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that it too. Be, it's, a, it's a good, I guess, mm -hmm. alternative mm -hmm. way of doing it. And it ends with a little Tui out in the yard. And um, I guess for some reason, Seymour doesn't remember the entire chaos that he was just lived through and he's like huh there's a strange and interesting plant out here <laughs> yeah and it just cuts i think it smiles right and then that's mm -hmm. it yeah. it smiles and like then it goes the one. end question mark wow because dun 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 
And then there's an alternate ending, right? Yeah. Original. The alternate ending um, is... So when Seymour pulls Audrey out of the plant, her wounds are very fatal. So she's not going to make it through. And she tells him to just sacrifice her to the plant so that he can get all of his dreams still. And like a dumbass, he does. I, uh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good ending. <laughs> I guess that idea is not that good. <laughs> and then he goes to the top of the roof to kill himself. And as he's about to jump, Jim Belushi's character comes up to the roof. Like, he literally just appears on the roof. <laughs> and <laughs> and he's like, wait, don't jump. I have this idea. And, um, and that's when... Seymour kind of realizes that it is world conquest that the plant is after and so he goes and confronts him and you still get the entire scene from um so you still get the scene from Big Green Mother all of that is the same except for instead of just his arm coming out to grab the electric cable he comes out of the rubble and he's like dazed and confused and uh Audrey too grabs him with his vines and slowly pulls him into his mouth and eats him whole. Damn. The whole body. Yep. <laughs> Dark. And Dark then it cuts to baby Audrey twos being on every shelf in every store in America and mm-hmm. people basically like the beginning of Krampus, like just trampling each other to get them. It cuts to the TV and the news is um, people running away from this town where Audrey too has taken over completely. Mm-hmm. And then it like <laughs> zooms out from the TV and the people watching TV then get taken by Audrey. And then like just it's entire world conquest. And this scene does go on for way too long. Yeah, it's it's a very long scene, but honestly, it's kind of fucking it. cool. But it yeah. is, it's fun to watch. It's literally like Godzilla, but mm-hmm. with Audrey too. Yep. And it's like, has taken over the entire town like every audrey two that you see it's like gigantic uh at one point she, uh audrey blows into like a like a one of those chimneys like factory mm-hmm. yeah, chimneys, like a factory chimney and mm-hmm. it like blows up an entire building like mm-hmm. everything's going into chaos one he, it's a whole train yeah he opens his mouth on train tracks and the entire train goes into him yeah it's just like it, it pretty much that audrey two took over the entire world yeah mm-hmm. and then it just laughs right at the end it just kind of like she starts laughing yeah, yeah it's it's on top of the um the empire state building i think no the fuck what what's the it's like a statue and oh the in statue New York. of liberty yes statue of liberty. i don't know why i couldn't think of that <laughs> oh i forgot a very important detail in big green mother she's got baby plants that kind of sing back up to her oh, yeah. yeah yeah that's right um, which I don't know if it's a he or a her at this point, yeah. but it photosynthesis. <laughs> um, it um, that's the whole point of the song. I'm a big green mother, so that he he she's got babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the very end of this original scene, Audrey comes through the sign that says the end question mark exclamation question mark and um now it's it's supposed to be like it's in the theater with you so yeah. it breaks the fourth wall yeah because it looks like it's literally tearing 
through yeah, the, yeah. the actual screen. Yeah. It's honestly it looks really cool. It's so cool. And that ending where he's tearing through the the screen is actually a reference to the play because at the end of the play, the vines come down and are supposed to, it's supposed to be like indicative of Audrey taking over. Audrey mm. taking the crowd. That's pretty cool. Nah, oh, man. Like, yeah, it's such a good cool. ending. Mm -hmm. And I guess the happy ending, whatever. But this is such a, a way better scene. It's just, it's just a little long. I think the yeah. only reason people didn't like it was because he, like, he basically gave Audrey to Audrey and Polly. That's probably what yeah. people didn't like. Because he like, just. I think that it's, it's so metaphoric that he gave Audrey to Audrey, too. Mm -hmm. Because all of this time he was working to get her and then his greed ruined that too. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like a, such a dumb decision, I guess. But I mean, it's I like guess. those people that get in new relationships, but then the toxic ex comes back and you're like, they're like, you know what? I missed you too. Yeah, I gotta let you <laughs> go. And they go back. <sighs> <laughs> okay. So I have two more fun facts. Okay. One is that um, if you go look up bloopers, like any non-edited scenes from this movie, you'll hear ping pong sounds because this crew was obsessed with playing ping pong the entire time that this was re being fuck? recorded. What the hell? That's so weird. I would have lost my shit on set. Like, yo, can you stop playing ping pong? Where do you even get that? We're like trying to record something, sir. Okay, and then the other one is probably one of my favorite facts is that this movie was being made at the same time as The Labyrinth, and one of the guys that was working on The Labyrinth actually came over um, to help with a few scenes on this movie, and The Labyrinth is one of my absolute favorite movies ever, so I was just really excited about that. That's a crossover, hmm. man. That's a, that's a good one. I wish it was like a reference to it, and yeah. the, the movie's like, you know labyrinth on well i on mean they're both puppet movies and the labyrinth is one of the greatest puppet tree I mean, movies yeah, ever true. made yeah that movie's fucking crazy have you ever seen it with david bowie mm -mm. where you see his dick no rest in peace we have to watch that it's a good movie. i guess we can't it's really, really it's it's not horror it's not horror. it's fantasy oh. she wanted oh. i think originally she wanted to do that movie but i'm like it's like fantasy is that it's the not monster really, with the i don't the... think so no, 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 that's, that's Pan's Labyrinth, Labyrinth yeah. oh, which is a horror movie. That's a horror, okay, yeah. yeah, okay, okay. But yeah, the Labyrinth. It, I just I loved it so much because it's like two of my all time favorite movies. Two of the three movies that I own. Yeah, crossover, <laughs> and they have a crossover, and that just made me really happy. Are we ready to get it into segments? Let's do it. Yes. All right. All right. What is our favorite quote? All right, Carlos, you go first. Uh, my favorite quote comes from uh, Say More. It is, <laughs> bust that pod wide open. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I like this one. Like, someone can literally just bust this pod. Yeah, through that door. <laughs> yep, or that window. Oh, shit. <laughs> Cindy, what's your favorite? Mine, I'm going to have to go with a classic on this one. It's, feed me, Seymour. Feed me all night long. And then he goes, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, too. Mine, obviously, was the first, like, at the beginning of the movie, where Audrey 2, like, baby Audrey 2 is, like, Wilt. And uh, Mr. Mushnick tells him, you're staying right here and taking care of that sick plant. And Seymour says, I told you, it's been giving me trouble. Audrey 2 is not a healthy girl. And Mushnick tells him, this is my favorite quote. Strictly between you and me, neither is the first one. <laughs> like, <laughs> shady. 
shady as fuck. No tea, I mean, no shade. Also, another one of my favorites is the part where he's like, what do you want from me, blood? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he like pricks himself. Yeah. Like, ah. yeah. And then guess you're not happy unless I open my veins. The whole movie. The whole movie is my favorite quote. It's a little problematic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, open veins. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Who's the daddy of the movie? Ooh, that's hard. All these Oren. men. Oren is the daddy. No. I mean, he's cute, but. I feel like Audrey. Audrey, too. No. She's evil. Honestly, I'm going to go with the least problem. I mean. Seymour is the entire problem you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, they're all problems. So the le- least problematic one that he just came in just to have a good time was Bill Murray. So I'm going to go true. with Bill that's Murray. True. All it's he like- wanted was some pleasure. He, nothing was Nothing wrong with that. So Bill Murray it is for me. Bill Murray is the daddy of the movie where he was only five minutes into the movie. Like, he was four. in there. Oh, four, mo- four minutes in the movie. He's the daddy of the movie. Fuck it. Honestly, I, my my answer doesn't move or orman or or he's orman? just i think it's really just that i have so much fun watching him have yeah, so much fun in the it's scene true. it is very true i do like i think audrey too for me because i don't know audrey too just reminds me of like a like a bad bitch like a gay man and it's just like ruling the world and he, <laughs> he don't give a fuck like oh. that's what it kind of reminds me of so it reminds you it reminds you of me yeah yeah i mean i'm always every time i watch it i'm like that's literally carlos like carlos could take Whoa, over the world wait 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 wow. we were just saying that he was an abusive lover no, no. he's talking about audrey, audrey too. too yeah audrey too is not a the plant yeah, you were saying that he's oh, abusive. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like it's just the attitude. Aside from that, because I'm not an abusive <laughs> lover, yeah. it's the attitude of it. Or toxic. The plant is toxic itself. I'm not a plant. But it's just like his confidence and like his swagger to him. Oh, like, that confidence know. I don't got. So <laughs> <laughs> we are ending this episode on a little bit of a sad note. Yeah. Um, this is my goodbye episode. It's not that I don't love you guys because I do and I appreciate. <laughs> it's okay, you can say it. <laughs> I appreciate all the support. Um, I'm sorry that I haven't been in the last few episodes either, and that we didn't really have an explanation for you guys yeah, yet. Yeah, it's like there's a reason to it. It's just. I mean, I don't mind talking about okay. it. Yeah, I, if you don't, if you feel comfortable, I don't want to force you into it. So no, I feel comfortable. I, I feel like. I kind of owe you guys an explanation a little bit. Um, So the main thing is that last year I was diagnosed with a borderline personality disorder. And for those of you who don't know what that is, um, I have an extreme fight or flight reaction um, more so than a normal human being does yeah (laughs) (laughs) and um so it's just it's really hard for me to watch some of the scenes that um I force myself to sit through and so it's it was almost like torture (laughs) right now for me because I'm still working through getting over that and you know maybe someday i'll be able to handle it but for right now i just it's it's not something that uh is 
good for my mental health. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it affects her too much. And like, honestly, like it's not, at that point, it's not enjoyable at all. Cause like, yeah, it's funny seeing you like get scared at a jump scare. Jumps, like jump scares have no effect on me in like the more permanent way that watching somebody get tortured does where like jump scares i know it's it's just for fun it's quick it's easy it's over but there's something lasting about watching people get tortured and that's such a common motif in horror movies that i i thought it was just better for now to distance myself from it um and then another unfortunate thing about borderline is that um it's it's called um it's called ruminating and um it's it basically just means that i take a longer time to get over that fight or flight response as well as it being more extreme um so it yeah basically like i was saying it's just it's a lot right now mm -hmm. i'm i'm still working on you know, the little things. I'm yeah. taking baby steps. Well, it's like one of our favorite comedians. Like he says, you know, having, you know, this mental illness is like, it's natural for humans to have your fight and, f oh, what is it? Flight or, fl or fight? <laughs> fight or flight. I can't say it. <laughs> but, you know, it's normal because, you know, back in the day, a bear would attack you and your fight or flight would activate. Mm -hmm. But nowadays you're at home making yourself a sandwich and your mind is randomly like, bear! <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know what to do so that's pretty much how it is when she watches a horror movie and it's like i think the last movie we did was um like open 24 hours yeah and with, she was supposed to be in that episode mm -hmm. with open 24 hours i basically got through the entire movie up until it was like the last like 10 minutes yeah up until the last 10 minutes where like he's it's it's kind of like graphic how much he's torturing them and mm -hmm. i just i couldn't handle it and i i didn't like the situation i was putting carlos and and jonathan in either because then they're sitting there worried about me instead of paying attention to the movie and it it's just it's hard right now yeah but we also you know we also don't want you to like be torturing yourself you mm -hmm. know because I would love to say that, oh, it gets better, but, like, I don't know how you'll handle, like, a nightmare before... A nightmare before... <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I hope I can handle that one. <laughs> but, like, a nightmare on Elm Street, which, like, it just gets even gorier, and, like, it's, like, torture, pretty much. And, yeah. and all the zombies, like, wrong turns. After yeah. we were going to do the favorites, we were going to do our... Um, phobias. Phobias, and... Like I've said before, the Evil Dead remake, I couldn't watch it all in one go. I had to break it up in 30-minute increments, and I sobbed every single time. Yeah. And it was, it's just, it's too much for me at the moment. <laughs> like I've said a million times it's now. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, she'll still be part of, of it. She's going to be more like in the social media aspect of it and mm -hmm. in the background of things. Yeah. Um, and, and she'll have, she'll be on, on, on like game episodes yes. or even movies oh. that were like oh you can handle this like it's not it's not gory or anything like that so yeah i plan on being here for gremlins yeah okay yeah, yeah, with yeah. That. yeah we want to do other movies just like for a movie that we all of us haven't seen like we don't know like i don't want you to like be surprised by it and then mm -hmm. you know and you know maybe someday if you guys would have me back but 
just for right now you're gonna have to apply i'm sorry okay. ma'am okay. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but yeah that's you know why she hasn't been in the last couple episodes yeah so mm-hmm. we wanted to you know she wanted to talk about it today pretty much yeah anyways yeah. All right, guys, that was the podcast. Thank you so much for sitting back and relaxing with the Horror Daddies. Make sure to follow us on all our socials. It is Horror Daddies everywhere. It'll be down at the description below. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And remember, I love you guys. See you in your dreams. Horror Daddies. <laughs>